Welcome to the Alexis K. Tyler Vagina Power Show. I'm your host, Alexis K. Tyler. Thank you for joining in tonight. Thank you, Kair, for allowing me to use your show. we got very interesting topics tonight. We're going to be talking about spiritual sexuality, vagina power, penis power, sperm power. Why do some black women run good black men away? we got a wonderful show. Be right back. Tyler, I'm so, 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 so excited. We're going to start off the show. I'm waiting for my co-host, Haiki uh, Ami. Um, he's going to be doing the segment uh, from his experience as well as um, his books, talking about love relationships, um, statistics, so we can deal with the real life side of it, living it, having those experiences, and the book side of it, the clinical research side, uh, showing how black men and women interact, do not interact with each other, why a lot of black women are alone, educated ones as well as not so educated ones, what is our issue, what is going on uh, with us. Uh, Harold Lee Rush, are you here with me tonight? I am. It is such an honor to have you with me. We haven't done a show in a few years. I love having you on. I know you've been busy doing wonderful things as well. But I'm so glad to have you back with me tonight. Harley Rush! Yeah. <laughs> it's an honor to be with you. <laughs> it was so much um, that you taught me and still so much I need to learn um, from you. So I, I hope you can come back with us on a regular basis and share your knowledge and your wisdom and your truth because you really have a very deep and inspiring life. You've been through so many things a lot of us could not handle going through, and you survived it and learned from it and are still teaching us and sharing us. It's like your nickname, also. You truly live up um, to that name. But, too, I think my co-host, Haki Ami, is here. Hey, oh, baby, you there? Four one, four yes, one I'm oh? here. 
Yes. Yes, I'm here. Hello. Thanks. Love to Haki Ami. Thank you for being my co-host and joining us on the show tonight. I want you to meet my old friend, Harold Lee Rush. Harold, this is Haki. Greetings, my brother. How you doing? How you doing, brother? I'm doing outstanding. All right, beautiful. I learned a little bit about you over the last few weeks. I'm really uh, pleased to, to meet you. All right, excellent, excellent, beautiful, beautiful. Look forward to the show and listening to you, uh, listening to you yep. tonight as well. Right. Yeah, because I know he. How long can you stay with us, Harold? Um, you know, till about an hour. That's good. Okay, we're going to let you get started first because we don't want to start you and interrupt you. Then me and Haki are right, going to go right. into our love relationship segment. Plus, I know okay, your time's we'll different, do... and I know you've got to work and stuff. So you can just introduce yourself to everybody and tell them where we're getting ready to go. And we're just going to listen to you. And, and when you're ready to open it up for a question and answer with us and or, or take some calls, we'll let you do that. Oh, okay. Well, essentially the topic I wanted to uh, share tonight, and actually it's, yeah, I try to converse. So if you either one of you have thoughts or questions, you know, don't hesitate and just, you know, uh, throw them in. The topic mm-hmm. is the use of subliminal instruction to influence our behavior. And I want to first uh, talk a little bit about uh, our subconscious and so we have a picture in our heads of what that really is, okay? Because mm-hmm. uh, when we talk about subliminal, well, first of all, let me break that word in half. Subliminal. It means that which occurs just below the conscious level. So we are not conscious of it. We're not aware of it. Of it okay. Now, why that's important to understand is uh, is that when we look at our mind, the mind is basically uh, three different areas. Let's say there's the conscious mind, and understand the conscious mind, which is what we are most aware of. It's actually a very small part of our mind. It has virtually no long-term memory. But because that's our awareness point, we think of that as being, you know, the most important. Now, the subconscious is, let's say, just imagine this, that the subconscious is at least a 100 times bigger, larger, Mm than our conscious mind. In our mm-hmm. conscious mind is our long-term memory. It's where our imagination is. It's where our logic is. Follow me? Mm-hmm. So now, that's where most of the activity in our minds takes place, in our mm-hmm. subconscious as opposed to our conscious mind. We just think that we're, you know, busy in the conscious mind, and that's where all the activity is. Uh, the third level is, of course, the superconscious, but, uh, uh, but I don't want to go into that right now. You all, in fact, can probably even deal with that even better. But understanding the subconscious mind, uh, have you ever heard in your lifetime the idea, uh, have you ever been told or ever heard the idea that uh, the smartest of us only use at best Ten percent of our mind. Yes. Yeah. You know that was a very slick lie that we were told. Because when we were told that, or when we heard that, what that said is 
Well, first of all, most of us said, well, I'm smart, so I'm using at least my whole 10%. But what it actually, what, what happened in our minds is that we assumed that the other 90% was lying dormant. Mm. Okay? And that's important to understand because it's not lying dormant. Our whole mind is working all the time from the time we're born, actually before we're born, till uh, we transition. Mm. And so if we only think that we're using that 10%, then what's going on with that 90%? Well, that 90%, if we understand that the subconscious can be accessed by different kinds of stimuli and energy, and the conscious mind will not be aware of that. Mm. Okay? So for an example, Mm -hmm. let's say that uh, uh, we're watching television. I want you to see this in your mind. You're watching TV. We think we're watching TV with our conscious mind and that our conscious mind is aware of everything going on. Well, when we understand how television works, it works on waves. It works on uh, uh, waves, both sound waves as well as uh, visual waves, okay? And there are there is energy that passes from that television directly into our subconscious mind without our conscious mind being aware of it. Now, when television first came out, as a commercial device in most people's homes that people began to get it, that was mostly in the 50s, Uh, the generation, the parent generation, put children, of which I was one, I was part of the first television generation, they let us watch TV. They had no idea what television really did. They more or less thought of television as a radio with pictures. And they didn't realize that there was a whole lot of stimuli going on going directly into these children's minds, their subconscious minds, without the conscious mind being aware of it. We were kids. We sat there, and we were mesmerized. We were hypnotized, meaning that all kinds of images and sounds and instructions were being Mm -hmm. sent into our subconscious minds without us knowing Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, think about this. If you watch, and, it, and it, this has been scientifically studied and all this, that, for an example, the average child, by the time they're 12 years old, if, if they will have seen, you know, so many hundred thousands of, of murders and shootings and violent episodes on television. Think about that. All of that's been going into their mind. And here's the key. The subconscious mind does not know the difference between what is real and what is not. It doesn't Mm. know the difference. So for an example, let's say that a child is watching a television program, and let's say it's a cartoon, and it's a cartoon with a talking mouse. Well, since the subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between what is real and what is not real, 
what is going on in the brain, in the mind, in the subconscious mind, it is accepting the idea that mice talk. And it accepts that. Now, the conscious mind, we don't really stop and think about it. We're being entertained. But in the subconscious mind, there's information going in there and it's being stored. And when we understand that the subconscious mind captures everything, it absorbs everything, every sound we've ever heard, every word we've ever read, every picture we've ever looked at, every face we've ever seen, everything is captured and recorded in the subconscious mind. And that's so powerful because, remember what I said, the the conscious mind does not have hardly any long-term memory. So the only way we can remember stuff is when the, the conscious mind recalls information from the subconscious mind. But we're not taught to develop our, our ability to recall. We think it's just remembering. But there's a difference between remembering and recalling. In fact, if you take a child when they're, you know, and start teaching them when they're very young to develop their ability to recall that child will have an amazing ability to uh, utilize information uh, that they receive from the time they're a child. Now, going back to the idea of subliminal, by the time we're, say, teenagers, we have had so much information sent to our subconscious mind, it, it, I can't even begin to... Uh, describe it. It, it. Just say it's literally millions of bits of information, uh, and much of that is instruction. Now, what do I mean by that? I had an experience once when, back some years ago, uh, I went to a country. I'm not going to say the name because it's, at that time it was illegal to go there. But let's just say it was 90 miles <laughs> off the coast of Florida. <laughs> And I was there for several weeks. Now, something very strange began to happen to me after the first couple of weeks. I found that, number one, I could sleep much better. And two, two, here's the key part, I found that I could think a lot better. My thinking was like crystal clear in some respects, and I didn't know what had happened. I didn't know whether it was the water, the food, or whatever. But when I came back to the United States, after less than a week, I realized what had happened. You see, in this country that I had gone to, they have very few advertisements. They have virtually none on the radio, uh, virtually none on the television, and they have virtually no billboards. And so my subconscious mind, after a few weeks of not being bombarded with commercial messages, it had a, the opportunity to, in a sense, sort of cleanse itself. It wasn't being bombarded with the stuff. And so, one, I could sleep better because when I was sleeping, there was no instructions there telling me to be continuously thinking about stuff that I wasn't yeah. telling it to do. Okay? And because it had had this period of cleansing, in a sense, relaxation, in a sense, 
I found that I could think better because I had actually started developing more control over my subconscious mind. And it scared me to death because I realized that we in the United States, for an example, are so much bombarded with commercial messages. Think about it, from the radio, from the TV, from uh, uh, magazines, from newspapers, from billboards, all day long. And many of these messages uh, contain specific subliminal instructions. Now, in the 50s and 60s, there was a time when there was some discussion going on about whether or not subliminal messaging worked. And the, the media basically said, oh, it doesn't work. Don't believe that stuff. That you can't really uh, program anybody subconsciously with, uh, uh, you know, secret messages. But the advertising industry has been doing this for now going on in, in, in the modern world uh, for 100 years. Mm. For 100 years at least. And Madison Avenue, which, of course, in the 40s and 50s really got busy, they have been beating us to death. Our minds, most of us, so much of our subconscious mind has so much instructions, so much garbage in there, that we can hardly think clearly for ourselves. Because remember, in the subconscious is where the logic is and the imagination and the long-term memory. You need those, at least those three components to think because you, you imagine certain things. Your logic works with the imagination using information from your long-term memory and symbols, and that's how you come up with thoughts. So if I'm programming you with all kinds of dumb stuff like, and understand, on a, on a TV commercial, for an example, the, the primary message is not what we see on our conscious level. So, for an example, if we see a TV commercial where it's uh, uh, a guy uh, driving a car, and it's supposed to be a car commercial selling the car, uh, the, the message we see is this guy driving along, and he's, you know, real real cool, and he's passing the ladies, and he's waving at the ladies, right? That's the that's the top message. The subliminal message is that which is we're not aware of. So, for an example, uh, they are really programming male minds that says, uh, if you want women to want you to lust after you, you must have this car. And so that's the the subliminal message that we get. It doesn't mean we're going to run out and buy that car. What it means is this. The part of the subliminal message says you are inadequate by yourself. You're not enough by yourself. You need something else. They do the same thing with women. Uh, they show women doing everyday activities, and they may be talking about some uh, lipstick or Makeup. Well, the the primary message is about buying the lipstick or the makeup, but the subliminal message is you are not enough. You are inadequate. 
you must buy, you must purchase something in order to be more desirable, to be more worthy. That's what most advertising really uh, is subliminally messaging. It's saying you're not enough, you're less than, you need something else. You need to buy, you need to purchase, you need to acquire stuff in order to be worthy. Think about that. That's a powerful message. And when you look at the activities of Americans in particular, isn't that how we act? We be trying to buy everything in the world. Uh, why? And it works all the way down to little girls and little boys. They want things. They want stuff. They want clothes with somebody else's name on it. They want all this stuff in order to feel adequate, in order to feel like they are worthy. So the idea of subliminal messaging, it is to give instructions to us on uh, not to uh, directly affect our behavior, but to influence our behavior because the subconscious mind is much more of an influence on our behavior than our conscious mind is. Uh, Anything you want to ask or or say at this particular point? Because I'm going to go one more step. No, go ahead. Okay. Um, We should understand how subliminals work. I'm going to describe something to you, and I want you to listen, and I want you to see it in your head, because it is a way that subliminals have been used and are used. I can take a blank piece of paper, and I I can write your name on that blank piece of paper, put a Lexus in big letters, okay? And then I can proceed to paint over that entire piece of paper, completely covering your name. I can put, uh, I can paint a picture of, uh, oh, I can put a picture of a devil. That's what I'll paint. I'll paint a picture of a devil on that, on that piece of paper covering your name. Now, here's how powerful the subliminal works and how powerful the mind is, especially the subconscious mind. Your subconscious mind, the instant it sees that piece of paper, your subconscious mind sees your name. Even though consciously, and as far as we can tell, it's completely covered over, but your subconscious will see your name. Now, because your name is there, you will have an an automatic liking or feelings of liking about that piece of paper, that painting. Now, even though it's got a picture of a devil on it, you consciously say, oh, that's the devil. But for some strange reason, you can't resist liking that painting, that picture. And you don't know why. And it's because I have embedded your name in that in that painting, and I have taken advantage of the fact that I know your subconscious sees your name, and your conscious mind does not. Is that amazing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is used all the time. Um, it's especially used 
in ads where they embed sexual words. They'll do it in all kinds of advertising, including advertising for children. Mm. Yes. Um, a few years back, there was an uh, expose that some people did on uh, television and print ads for dolls, for little girls. And they broke it down. They broke down and found and identified the embeds in these ads. And all over, there would be pictures, uh, for an example, of little girls holding the dolls and embedded in their mm-hmm. hair would be uh, the F word. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you, 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 you know what I'm talking about, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, in a doll's clothing, it's embedded. And you won't see it with your conscious eye, but your subconscious mind picks it up. Mm-hmm. And so little children become very sexualized mm-hmm. at very early ages without even understanding what's going on. So, again, the idea of using subliminals in that way it should be criminal. But the reason why it's not is because uh, we have been convinced that, number one, it doesn't work, and number two, it's not going on. So when we understand, if we want to understand, for an example, or comprehend why the behaviors, for an example, of young black males is defying logic and, you know, we can't really figure out what's wrong with them. One of the things we have to understand is that they have been bombarded with specialized subliminal instructions, particularly mm. in the in the uh, through the use of videos. Mm-hmm. Okay, you see, there was a reason that uh, a white company, and most people don't know this, but when BET, from the time it came into existence. It was actually, uh, most people know about Johnson, Robert Johnson being the owner. He wasn't the, he wasn't the, the true owner. He owned a piece. But it was actually owned by uh, the company that now owns it outright. And if you follow the history of BET, its biggest moneymaker and its biggest source or type of programming was those videos. And mm-hmm. our young males were entranced by them. The record mm-hmm. companies went crazy doing all these especially gangster videos. Mm-hmm. And they were irresistible. But they're full of embeds, full of subliminal instructions. And when you watch them over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, mm-hmm. they put so much garbage in your brain, in your subconscious, that it begins to influence your behavior to the point where, yes, you will kill your brother, you will kill mm-hmm. whoever. Absolutely. And that is one of the reasons why we can't seem to figure out how to deal with it, because we didn't even know what was being done. We want to, we try to figure out well why why do so many young black females dance and stuff to the uh, music that has such degrading language? 
again, mm-hmm. use the subliminal instructions that say, uh, if you want to be desirable, this is how you behave. And they showed them over and over again in the video certain behaviors, but they were also telling them certain kinds of instructions that no matter what we were being trying to teach them on a conscious level, the subconscious instructions were much, much, much worse, much, much mm-hmm. more dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's why it's so important that we must take control of the media that our children are exposed to. Mm-hmm. First, we have to take control of the media we're exposed to right? Uh, because we don't even understand. Uh, and real quick, one more uh, example of how how crazy this is. There was a song by a, 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 a young black male by the name of Soldier Boy a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and the song was something about Superman. Mm-hmm. Okay, and this song was very popular as a dance song, not only among uh, young people but among adults. Mm-hmm. They be dancing right. to this song. I was actually made aware of this song by a young uh, teenage female, black female, who um, uh, whose mother was a participant in one of my uh, uh, presentations. And she told her mother that she wanted to talk to me. So she got her on the phone with me, and she said, Mr. Oldsoul, that's what she knew me as, she said, there's a song by uh, Soldier Boy, and I want you to listen to it and tell me and tell everybody what he's really talking about. Well, she mm-hmm. had listened to it, and she had figured out what it was really talking about. And here's what's so cold-blooded. When I found out what the words were in that song, mm-hmm. the song was about masturbation and the idea of it being about Superman. Uh, mm-hmm. It wasn't about Superman. Here's what he was really talking about, that he would masturbate and ejaculate on the back of the female and then Mm -hmm. take the sheet, and the sheet would become sticky and stick to her like a cape. That's Mm. what was in that song, and I would ask adults. I took a survey. Uh, and asking adults, did they know the song? They all knew the song, and they said, oh, yeah, I was dancing that song. I said, did you ever listen to it? And they said, oh, yeah, no. But when I broke down that song to them, they were in shock because they couldn't believe that they had not been hearing it. Mm-hmm. Okay? But that just shows you how diabolical uh, the folks we're dealing with are and how, in some ways, how gullible we are because we don't know how our own minds work. And when mm-hmm. we get to the point we begin to unlock uh, our subconscious and, and take control of it, you know, there, there would actually be no stopping us because that is the most powerful instrument ever devised by the Creator with that mind. Okay, thoughts? Sharing. You want to say something to him, Hakeem? Well, yes, I'll, I'll add on. Um, you know, interesting that you, you brought this up about uh, particularly two things, um, uh, the violence and, um, you know, currently I, I have actually right next to me a copy of uh, a Brainwashed. Mm, uh, yes, by, yes. By, yes. Uh, 
by uh, Tom Burrell, mm-hmm. and um, and and you know some of the some of the things that he um, really go through. I mean, he he definitely talks about the you know the types of music that we've listened to, and even um, uh, dealing in our relationships. You know, just well, how young males. We should mention that Tom Burrell was one of the founders of one of the largest black advertising agencies. That's where I know him from, uh, Burrell Advertising. And many years he has spent in the advertising business. Right, right, right. Uh, Burrell Marketing, um, and he um, attributed uh, credit, revolutionizing the image of African Americans in television, yes. changing the face of, yes, of advertising. And, um, you know, definitely. He was actually on uh, one of uh, Tavis Smiley's um, um, events, like it probably about two years ago, the State of the Black Union, mm-hmm. uh, but, you know, one of the chapters in there is, is talking about why do we keep killing each other, Yes, you know, and I know that, um, you know, black-on-black male, you know, um, violence is, is quite high, you know, particularly between the ages of, I believe it's uh, 20, um, uh, 18 to 35, right. you know, it's, it's, it's like um, very high, and you know, and, and I, I look at it, and and then of course I look at the music, and there was a, a, a video that came out. Um, well, it was a documentary um, that was real popular, and one of them I can't remember the name of the video, but it, it came out about last year, and one of the um, one of the gang members uh, he said something about how how they used it, the the N word. You know and how they how they use the n word when they they're out like killing someone mm. and so you know i mean that that's principally how they they you know that's and i'm gonna do this to you mm-hmm. and 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 so you know the power of words as well yep. um and how these words are placed into uh these different songs um you know has a tremendous tremendous bearing you know just on the deep rooted i mean the undeveloped mind even dealing with young people i mean they're, they're not necessarily able and i was telling uh, a friend like earlier today how when i was in philadelphia maybe like in and i think it was two months ago in october three or four months ago october how um in the philadelphia area um there was a case of a girl, a young girl. She had a young child, and she did something like beat her child on the bus. And an older gentleman like told her stop, stop hitting that child so like that. And um, and this girl told him, you don't tell me what the f to do. Mm-hmm. I'll call my such and such. And she called her, uh, called you know some her brother or cousin. And they came there with submachine guns and started shooting up the bus. You know, these mm. are you know, shoot you know with with uh, semi-automatic weapons, not mm. no handgun, not no shotguns, but you know, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen years old. And so, you know, when we think about the lack of respect for life that uh, has been implanted into our uh, children's mind, and, and it makes you think about. And I, I, I don't know if you just said that uh, about our power, our personal power, our own um, 
you know, abilities, our, our, our consciousness mm-hmm. in terms of uh, what are we truly controlled by ourselves or are we just, I mean, some, you know, to the, to the, to the underdeveloped mind where persons can almost be like on remote control to do things. Yeah. And so, uh, and it, it truly takes, you know, some guidance and we don't have the institutions or the power to uh, control our children's time, uh, like all the time. And so there's not enough institutions in place uh, to occupy them. So it's it's almost like a power uh, grab and um, where the media, mass media, is basically filling the role of, of the babysitter in many of, of uh, these uh, broken-down ho- households. And so that that's certainly, um, you know, and now the video games. I mean, you have, I don't know if you... Uh, there you go. <laughs> what's, the, what's the one? Dry, it was uh, not Grand... There was Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto, and it's a bunch of them, and they... Yes, um, and... Yes, and then and 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 this particular one, I'll let you, you add on this one. Uh, I don't know if it was Grand Theft Auto Three, but uh, I, I don't. One of them, they they go and rob the drug dealer, oh. and they rape the prostitute or something mm-hmm. like that. They, I mean, mm-hmm. and and, um, and I think one of them, they had them doing something to some Haitians or something as well, so Haitian drug dealers or something. But, uh, you know, so these kind of things. And when I see, uh, you know, children playing these games, and one time I um, I was at um, at a video store and I saw this old man, like 40, 50 years old. I was like, what are you, mm-hmm. these for your children? I just asked them, I just asked them, asked them like casually, you getting these for your children just to kind of get a feel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and he was he was like, no, these nah, for, me. for me. I was like, <laughs> and, you know, and, and that's the sad thing. We have grown men, 30, 40, mm-hmm. you know, years old, who don't have anything else to do productively that will allow for their time to be occupied. I mean, some games could be educational and or um, – enhancing, you know, due to physical, you know, I know people play the weeds and they exercise it, and so I'm not condemning every single game, uh, but a lot of it is foolishness and it's dumbing you dumbing us down, creating violence, creating, um, uh, you know, feeding the frenzy of, of violence in this society, and so you're definitely on point. Well, you know, one of the key um, ideas that we have uh, probably always uh, thought it has to do with a word called entertainment. Entertainment is a con- it's a, a Western concept, a European uh, concept that their activities that there are activities which are supposed to be um, entertainment and not have any value other than that. Uh, to amuse us. Well, in many other cultures, and particularly African cultures, there's a different concept. And basically, uh, to put it into an English word, it would be inner attainment. And so Mm -hmm. the activities that you do 
Uh, also, we we hear the word recreation, which is mm-hmm. actually recreate. And so, uh, if we had our right minds and had our control of our minds, we wouldn't be busy with entertainment. We'd be busy with with activities for inner attainment. And mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, we have been given so many avenues of entertainment. Uh, that is not funny, but one of the cold parts is that the Europeans use uh, that the mediums which we think are entertainment, they use them for instruction. Right. Um, one of the cold things that uh, happened this past uh, year in 2011 was the uh, release of a movie called The Help. And <laughs> one of the things that really struck me and it, 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 it I was I was perturbed let's just use that word <laughs> because so many um black women got caught up in the the actors and the, especially the black women who were acting in it and they felt that that was so good and they completely missed the key to what that movie was about just like the book but particularly the movie the movie was given was giving instructions to white women as to how to treat black women. Dig it in the deep because mm-hmm. there's a whole generation of white women who they did not experience having black women as the help, and so they give them a movie. And they get some great black actresses who really could evoke that whole time and the behavior of those black women. And so mm. they get instruction on how to treat them. Mm. And black women, some of them, get instruction on how to behave. That's mm. cold, mm. ain't it? That's <laughs> cold. Mm. Um you know, remember what I said about the, the subconscious mind? One of the things about uh, the word N-I-G-G-A, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, the word sagging, some mm-hmm. people have figured this out, that the word sagging, which is the practice of wearing your, one's pants below their butt, mm-hmm. uh, if you take the word sagging and you reverse it, it spells N-I-G-G-A-S. Right. Well, mm-hmm. what people don't understand is that the subconscious mind, uh, it automatically does that. You don't have to consciously do it. As soon as they see sagging, it it it, it automatically sees niggas. Mm-hmm. Okay? Right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and that's why, see, here's the thing. Ask yourself, how did the word sagging make its way into the lexicon. Not sagging, but sagging. Mm-hmm. And if you track it, if you could track it, I guarantee you, I bet money, it will track back to some European who introduced it into the media as sagging because they know how this works. They know that uh, 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 when we see it, the subconscious automatically made it into niggas. 
But you see, we're surrounded by this is what I mean by we're so um um bombarded with all these messages. And so mm-hmm. we really I think one of the first things that we can do as individuals and and in terms of our families and our loved ones is begin to do certain things that will um allow us to slowly but surely gain control of our subconscious. See, this is one of the one of the biggest crimes. Uh we have been told, taught, and programmed to believe we can't control our subconscious mind. Because remember, we think 90% of it is lying dormant. Mm-hmm. So we first need to understand that we can control it and understand that uh, that since the subconscious mind does not know the difference between that which is real and that which is not, we have mm. to tell it. So for an example... Uh, if I'm sitting up watching television with with my children or friends or whatever, they sometimes think I'm crazy because particularly when when uh, uh, commercials may come on, mm-hmm. and they'll hear me say, "That is not real. That's stupid. Right. That's a commercial." What I'm mm-hmm. doing is I'm actually instructing my subconscious as to the nature of the material or the information that's coming in. So it knows how to categorize it. Mm-hmm. It understands. And see, that's how brilliant we our minds are. All we have to do is tell it what to do. That's why it's important that, we, what you said earlier about the importance of words, you know, we are, uh, we're not taught how to properly use our minds to, to solve problems, for an example. Um, so many times we'll say, um, we have bills to pay, right? And what we'll do is we'll say, mm-hmm. oh, wow, I don't have the money to pay those bills. Mm-hmm. We right. just told our subconscious what to do. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we don't have the money, right? We don't have the way. Where if right. we learn to ask the right questions and give the proper instructions, yes. we would know to say, I have these bills that I need some uh, ways to pay these bills. Right. And leave it because you just instructed your subconscious as to what to do. And your subconscious mm-hmm. will give you solutions. Mm-hmm. And that's yes. a powerful, beautiful thing. You mm-hmm. know, uh, it works in our relationships. It works in everything. If we uh, um, look at our, our, our spouses, at our mates, and say positive things, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't uh, even when we're upset, don't give our subconscious mind first of all negative instructions like mm-hmm. I can't stand you, you know right. stuff like that. So negative. Yes. But what you're yes. doing is you're giving instructions to your subconscious, right? <laughs> right. And mm-hmm. when we speak words, we can speak powerful words. Those those thoughts are things. Our words have are, are, have energy, and so we can empower each other. We can uplift each other if we just make it a, a, a conscious decision to begin to do that. Don't hurt each other with our words. Don't hurt each other with negative energy. And mm-hmm. it will, it, you know, in our homes, in our environments, we can make the environments much more productive, much more peaceful, much more invigorating if we 
begin to do that and stop uh, uh, spewing out all that negative stuff. And uh, Alexis K. Tyler, I, I love your, what you do with food because that's another thing because what we ingest, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we're killing ourselves with this garbage that we're consuming, but we have so many of us who don't know how to do anything else. And they don't realize that they've been programmed to kill themselves through food substances. I don't even call it food, you know, mm. uh, through food substances. And these... Um, it's just uh, as drugs. It's actually drugs, too, but I wanted to say, because yep. I, I haven't put that out there. If people want to call in, um, the, the number is 347 205 9089-347-205-9089. Yeah, that's why um, also I'm going to start having weekly, like the mastermind group dealing with um, the laws of attraction. They can mm-hmm. grow rich because I always say, or the way my spirit gave it to me, in order for me to teach us and to teach myself about thinking grow rich, we can't read Napoleon's killed books think and grow rich and think that it's going to benefit us as if it's going to benefit a white person that has never gone through what we've gone through and that is not carrying the blood and all of the cell memory and and all of the fluids in our tissues, carrying the blood of all of our ancestors who were killed, raped, humiliated, and degraded. And I also am learning that all white people, have not lived uh, very wealthy, comfortable lives. There are some groups of white people that have also been uh, killed by other so-called whites as well, depending on their ethnic group, and have had to deal with ethnic cleansing as well. So some of them have some of the issues that, that we suffer, that our ancestors have suffered. But for the ones of those that have not, that rule the masses, what I've realized the hard way is that their principles, even though it is a universal principle that came from the secret societies, the secret schools of our ancestors, because mm-hmm. we created all the mystery schools and all the science and architecture. We created black magic and white magic and any other thing you, you want to, to call uh, spiritual science and mental sciences. That comes from us. But many of us don't know that, and it's been flipped and it's been twisted. So it's such a gap in time, and then you have to deal with other levels of it too. From I have to write this out. I want to talk to you about it when you come back when we do another show because from as I, you know, I'm a medical intuitive. You know that, and a lot of people don't know that. Where I do readings, and I don't have to know a person or know anything about them. I can look at their picture, their name, read the vibration of their voice, and see what is going on inside their body system, where and why. Mm. and that also deals with blood. So when I'm looking at blood now, I have to write, draw it out, and there are different levels and layers to blood, and there are different vibrations to blood. So I also have to realize, too, when we're dealing with so-called black people and dealing with the law of attraction and think and grow rich, all of us are not vibrating on the same levels, nor will we rise to the same levels of wealth or even think the same way or comprehend the same way because of the, the race mixing, um, the race slicing hybrid niggas, hybrid nigga bitches. All so-called black women do not vibrate on the same level, think the same way, through, suck, eat, and sleep, and bathe. 
the same way. That is what my spirit is saying to me. So when I observe us, I realize that really not it is not an us. It will never be an us. I said, well, why y'all black people can't get along? Why y'all can't see the same way? Why we can't stop black-on-black crime? Why black women can't stop uh, fighting each other because we're not supposed to? Because mm. we did not come from the same tribe. It's just right. like one of my ex-girlfriends I was associating with, and she was getting initiated um, into uh, an African secret society dealing with African mysticism and voodoo. And we were both talking about it, and I wanted to go with her. And she said, this is my friend. I want her to come with me. And they said, wait, 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 wait. We, don't, we don't really know her. We don't know anything about her. We have to do divination in Africa on her, and we'll come all, we'll send the spirits from Africa all the way to Atlanta, and we'll look at you, and we'll look at Alexis. And they looked at both of us, and they said, we cannot take Alexis. We mm. can take you, because Alexis is not, she's not our blood. She has to go find her own people. Okay. We, we can't deal with her. And that's when I started to realize, and I knew it was not personal, but they knew that I did not belong to them. So even though they say we're all black and we're all African, sure, we're all a part of what's the same race, but they're different, what they call it, phenotypes. We all look different. We eat different. We believe different. And we fuck different. So mm-hmm. when those ties back into the law of attraction, for me, the way my spirit has explained it to me, that you get it one way and I get it another, even though they say we're all the same. We're not, because everything moves on the vibration of blood and the pulsation, the beats of it, of a pulse, just like a music beat. Well, when and we look at beat, Africa itself, Africa is over 50 different countries now. But it's got okay. literally hundreds of different families and tribes and organizations and nations. And it's geographically, when you talk about the vibrations, right, that's so powerful because the vibrations on the, what we call the southern part of Africa is different from the vibrations in the middle part, different from the vibrations on the northern part, different on the east and the western parts. And so, you're, yeah, you're, what you're talking about is very powerful because... We need to understand that if we're trying to unite under one thing, it's doomed mm-hmm. to failure. Mm-hmm. 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 And that's why I'm saying so many of us don't work together. We're never going to work together. And it's taken me all this time to see, based on what my spirits tell me, and not what people are saying from the outside, all of us have been programmed to self-destruct on many levels, as you said, and we don't even know it. And many of us are hypocrites in a walking contradiction. Mm. And then we are in a system that teaches us contradictions and self-hatred all day and all night. So for us to study, or from the way it's given to me, they can grow rich in the law of attraction. I literally have to go backwards to go forward. Because not only do we have little girl issues and little boy issues and mama drama and um, daughter-daddy drama 
and all these molestations and dysfunction that we're covering and that we're lying about, then we have to take on the cloak of this society that say we got to wear our hair a certain way, we got to wear clothes a certain way, we got to walk and talk a certain way, we got to get a certain degree or a letter behind a name or number behind a name, mm-hmm. whatever. We do to be valid and considered powerful, like you said, make a certain amount of money, drive a certain car, live in a certain house to be accepted. Not only have we have to overcome that to say, yes, we get that when we're in this system to survive in the system, but yet still realize we're in it and not of it. Some of us can be in it and be of it. I know that I can be in it and I cannot be of it because being inside of that system would be consuming. It would consume my flesh. Mm-hmm. It would burn me up with because I'm a spirit being and I cannot just manifest physical things. So I cannot be in that and of that. I have, I'm an observer and at the same time a transformer, a resurrector, where I'm saying I don't have to do those things to get she, she, here or there. have to be separate from that. But at the same time realize that not only are we starting at this point moving backwards to deal with my shit and clean up my issues to come back to this point and move forward, but also the ancestors that followed us through. Because literally many of us don't realize we're walking, talking ancestors. Mm-hmm. Some of them you might have never known said, you know what, I want to come when Alexis is coming, and she don't know I died 75 years ago, but I knew she was coming, mm-hmm. and I, she can do this, this, and that. Or you know what, I want to resurrect through her. Many of us are literally walking, resurrected beings from different dimensions, different wormholes, black holes, and time frames, and it was meant to be that way because subconsciously in the previous agreement, we agreed to allow them to move through us. A lot of people down here are crazy as a motherfucker because they walk in. See, we're not Mm -hmm. taught about this stuff. A lot of these people, you cannot reason with them. You can't get along with them because they are a shell, because somebody else had done some type of, ritual where they literally took that person out of their body and the person was replaced with a dead person or another entity or being that wanted to exist. There's a lot of people doing chanting, like you said. They're doing satanic subliminal program in the movie, in the record, even in things that you read along with their other secret rituals that they do to call down entities because there's a lot of portals that are opening right now. And when they say certain chants or play certain drumming or make certain sound or certain smoke or alcohol, these beings will come down. And if that person is not secure or if they want to dance with these different beings, they can actually be literally possessed and consumed and walk with a walk-in being. So you think it's that same person, and it looks like the same person, but that person's not home that is a shell that is carrying or resonating maybe the remnant of the vibration of the person that used to be there for those that have eyes that cannot see. So it vibrates like it's that person. But if you have discernment and your vibration is higher than that being, you can see through that being. So a person like that that looks like a physical so-called human being to you that is literally not, that's being controlled by an entity, you cannot talk to them about thinking grow rich and about the laws of attraction and having a like mind and co-creating together. They'll kill your damn ass because mm. they don't have the same agenda that you have 
they cannot. And then sometimes, you know what, also it's like they can relate to you and where you're coming from, and they can sense the vibration that you're on. And when they tap into it, it makes them mad, and they want to kill you and tear mm-hmm. you down because they know that they're your damn enemy. Why? Because they know you are from the kingdom of light, and they are vibrating from a lower level of darkness, so they can become in the world and of the world agenda. They can wallow in shit. They can wallow in the sewer, and they will actually be re-energized because that's where their vibration is. Somebody that is vibrating in the light, they know that person will be consumed and destroyed by it, so they don't want that person around, and it makes them mad, and you become an enemy, although you're told you're both black, because they know that if you rise, they fall, because the more light you shine on them, the more they become consumed, because light and darkness cannot exist and both rise. At the same time, one is going to consume the other, but the only way you can consume the light is the light does not know. You don't know you're a light bearer. You don't know you're a light being. You're not manifesting, walking, and talking in that, and you've been deceived by the darker that looks like it's winning and suppressing your light because you are waiting for it to create a portal for you to shine in its dominion, and it's never going to work that way. Mm. What is your thought? Real quick, i, I got to mention that you were talking about um – when you're talking about the the, the uh, idea of people not being what they appear to be, and yes. one of the what uh, it's a series of movies that have come out over the last couple of years where they're fascinated with and they deal with the the um, vampires and werewolves, and you know at one time the movies were either strictly about werewolves or they were strictly about Vampires, right? So Mm -hmm. what occurred that caused them to mix them together? And because, you know, that's what they're about, right? And they're aimed at Mm -hmm. young people. And in particular, they're very much fascinated with blood. Mm -hmm. So when you're talking about blood, see, they are very, very much uh, uh, interested in blood. You know, I was, was some years... Uh, a, a few years back, when I learned something that I did not know about blood, you know, we are, we hear it all the time. In fact, most people still believe this: that uh, when they hear that thing, or you know, we're all the same under the skin, and they talk about we all got red blood, and so the blood is supposed to be the same. But I discovered, in fact, from uh, actual experience, that. Uh, blood from some people, particularly from those people who are classified as as white, uh, the blood is different mm. from the blood of people of color. And, in fact, you can't just interchange the blood. No. And, and I just found it out. I said, wait a minute, they've been telling me this all my life. I said, well, what's the deal? And it, it has to do with uh, quite a few factors, uh, including uh, uh, melanin uh, um, and other factors. But it's so deep because we have been taught and told so many lies. And mm-hmm. it has programmed us. Uh, and many times it's, it, when people are behaving strangely is because they've been programmed so strongly uh, 
that they don't even realize that they have been programmed. Uh, back some years ago, it was a movie called, um, uh, uh, well, the first version was done in the 50s. It starred Frank Sinatra and uh, the woman that was on uh, uh, Murder, She Wrote. She played his mother. Um, and Frank Sinatra's character had been captured by the, uh, uh, actually by the Chinese and programmed to be an assassin. And in the, I guess the 90s, they remade it, and this time Denzel Washington was in it. Um, and it dealt with the idea of programming people to be assassins. And again, mm. people think that it's just entertainment, but it's not. Uh, we have seen it, actually in our lifetimes, we've seen it several times. Uh, or not just several, but quite a few times, and they tend to call them lone nuts. Like mm-hmm. when the, the guys supposed tried to kill Reagan, called him a lone nut. Uh, the the women that were trying to kill uh, Ford, they called him lone nuts. Although they blamed that they said they were in control of a, a, a crazy white boy out there in prison. Um, but we've had so many different cases. The, the case just last year where uh, the guy killed uh, the little nine year old girl and the others and shot the the, the congresswoman in the head. Yes. Uh, okay. A case where they call him a lone nut. They love to call him lone nuts because that's a very way, a very simple way to tell us how to accept uh, this person when they have actually been, and it's been demonstrated that you can program people to kill. And the one thing, uh, i got, I got to go in a minute, but I, I do want us to okay. understand that we're dealing with some people who have had some centuries of learning how to dominate others yes. by killing. Um, it's very, very important that we understand that it is, when you – Teach from the time of child from the time of childhood that killing is necessary and it's a part of of ruling. It's a part of dominating. Then you can program people who look quite ordinary, but they will not hesitate to kill you. So you take little boys and little girls and you start teaching them uh, about hunting and. You, you teach them about killing, and you you also glorify killing in wars as uh, a part of uh, patriotism, and you also make sure that they become aware of or learn about the practices of their ancestors, particularly when it comes to lynching, which was done with male with men, women, and children as a sport and combine that with the acquisition of firearms. Let me leave you all with this. you know what day last year was the highest day of filing for gun permits? It was a day that has come to be called Black Friday. Mm-hmm. That was the highest day of gun 
permits being issued and guns being acquired. Mm-hmm. And I, mm-hmm. we need to understand that at the same time, uh, black communities are being told, you know, y'all to give up some guns. Y'all, y'all don't know how to, y'all, you know, you're being consumed by gun violence. And of course, we don't make guns and we don't transport them into the communities. They sort of get mm-hmm. there by stealth. But at the same time, we're being urged to uh, give up guns. White communities all over this country are acquiring firearms like 40 going north. Yes. And we need mm-hmm. to, to comprehend what that can mean because in Germany, um, it wasn't a few people that carried out the extermination of six million people, and, you know, not just three million Jews, but six million people. Mm-hmm. It takes a whole lot of people to do that, doesn't it? And yeah. And if we were to break down the ethnic groups in this country of people who are supposed to be white, you will find that the largest ethnic group of whites in the United States are of German extraction. Mm-hmm. So we need to understand, as you said, going backwards in order to go forwards, we need to understand who we're dealing with. Um and if, if we can do this again, uh, look forward to it. Uh, I think the twenty-first, which would be two weeks okay, from so today. Yeah. So we're going to do it more. Are you going to talk about the um, the blacks? They didn't talk about that are actually a part of the Jewish Holocaust. They're talking about, but they don't want to include the blacks yes. that died in Germany. Yeah. We'll okay. talk about that. Okay. All right. Thank it's been you. a pleasure, and thank you, brother Aki and Alexis K. Tyler. You know I love you. Yeah, thank you, brother. Thank you very much for your time. All right. Do you have anything to say, Haki, about about what we just talked about, what he talked about with us? Well, hello, can you hear me? Yes. Okay, wait a minute. Let me put it off. Let me take it off the speakerphone. Yes, well, he he certainly laid out some very uh, key components and uh definitely definitely it's uh very valuable um you know insightful got me to really pick up you know i don't know if uh <laughs> i'll just say that my room is like a walking book you know library so i'm always uh having uh two or three different books like on my left side and my right side and uh interestingly um as he was speaking, and I, I, I did want to, you know, like like get into and see if perhaps next time if he'll deal with neuro linguistic programming. Um, of course, NLP. Right. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. Uh, I have a, a book here. Hmm. We deal with all that. We've been friends for a few years, and we we used to teach about that on my old shows and. So that's why I'm asking him to bring it back now um, and get into that now and share it with the new audience. See, I know I talk about deep things, too, see, if they told you I didn't, but I do. Right, right. <laughs> well, yeah, so, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. No, I have this, this book right here, um, 
and you know I did read this one, and there's there's actually another one, uh, Unlimited Power, by uh, Anthony Robbins, um, mm-hmm. and I've been through you know several of these motivational uh, um, speakers over over the years. Been to some um, workshops from uh, some people who were trained uh, by. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Robbins and and you know Brian Tracy and uh, Jim Rohn, some of the other um, Les Brown, of course, um, and really, I mean, and you know, and I've 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 went through so much of this kind of uh, motivational, inspirational business, um, professional development training, um, and I had to readjust sometimes, and you know, now I'm finding myself going back going back because, you know, it is um, some of the things are a foundation for my thinking and learning um, outside of different circles, you know, sometimes you lose um, just where where you were and where you were thinking and what you were doing. And so, uh, and sometimes I have to do like a wrap around with um, my broad knowledge base shall I say, uh, because, you know, like like the brother, you know, he said something about Nazi Germany. And uh yeah. sometimes um we may we may think that and of course I said something earlier about the outside forces that may go on because at one particular time, you know, when you focus so much on uh, your your internal, you know what your you know your consciousness is doing. Uh, particularly, sometimes you're not like aware, you know, that there are forces out here that mm-hmm. um, will militarily uh, mm-hmm. and legally, and you know, when we talk even about Obama and this National Defense Authorization Act, um, you know, really yeah. just uh, has eliminated the, the Bill of Rights. And so, yeah. um, as if you know, persons of African descent had rights anyway. And mm-hmm. uh, my thoughts is that we um, certainly have to be very broad, and and this is what I've had to do for myself. And of course, persons always, you know, have questions about what what you what you're doing. But uh, and you know, some people question while you're doing it, but we all have our own path. And long as my particular path, you know, does not uh, interfere with uh, my, you know, the principles of my, and, uh, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm always on the path. <laughs> and so, and this is why, you know, interesting, um, I'm going to an Ascension ceremony, and we did have the brother Haruk Hanu on the show last night talking about, you know, ascension ceremonies and why we do ceremonies for those that have transitioned. And so, um, you know, I always think about that, um, like what, you know, how will your legacy be lived and what will be your legacy? Um, and so, you know, I mean, we all want to be appreciated and, and respected and honored. Uh, but, of course, the first law of the universe is self-preservation and I'll say self-love you know for sure so um, when we love ourselves we, we start you know 
thinking more and more about, you know, just how we can be a benefit to ourselves and be as, as well as benefit to others. So. Hmm. Okay, if you want to right now, um, you don't have to if you don't want to get into it a lot. I still have plenty to talk about going another direction or, or in the same no, area. No, we, yeah, let's, no, we can go ahead. We can go ahead. I just wanted to, you know, kind of close uh, that out uh, with with that discussion with that brother, um, and I appreciate okay. him joining me. But um, if I may, let me just uh, first uh, thank everybody for sticking in, sticking around uh, this Tuesday, I'm sorry, Wednesday uh, night, it's a little 10 o'clock Eastern Standard, a little bit after, uh, a little bit after the top of the hour, I believe now. Um, and so, you know, hopefully we, we can get into this relationship discussion, but let me kind of plug some of our uh, uh, supporters, promoters, advertisers, sponsors, shall I say, uh, Shea Baby, that's the um, – Further with the webs, I'm sorry, Shea Butter. That's S H E hyphen baby dot com. Definitely get your Shea Butters there uh, from a brother in Maryland, and you can order those online. Order those online. I apologize. Order those online. Different uh, different sizes, different um, scents as well. So, so what are we dealing with this evening? Oh, Man, female relationships or something, but, huh? But, but, wait a minute. First of all, I wanted to shout out because um, I want to thank Kyrie for having us here. And yes, yes, um, thank you, brother. Which, which, uh, what, who do you want me to shout out now? That I, I'm waiting for Kyrie to tell me. Let me look here. Original Native Radio. I want to shout out Original Native Radio. Um, and thank you for having us here. It's OriginalNativeRadio.com um, as well. Okay. We definitely thank Kyrie uh, for having us here. And you wanted to shout out someone with the shea butter. Oh yes, I already yeah I, I put it I put it out there shea baby shea hyphen baby dot com. So it's all good. Yeah. And also tell them about my uh, Alexis K Tyler and my natural hair care line sulfate free shampoos, um, shea butters, are different blends of custom butters, custom shampoos, my hot pepper oils. And you can order them by going to uh, AlexisKTyler.net and the store link. And if you have something uh, that you would like for me to create for you, especially um, because of some issues you may be having, you can contact me privately at AlexisKTylerVP at gmail.com, and I can have a private consultation with you and create a custom blend for you. So did you right. feel like when well, I have a friend He's supposed to call in. My friend Ezra, he is a good friend of mine and a comedian, and he talks a lot about uh, love and relationships. Um, that's a good point, Chatty Chatter, understandably, but even spiritually, many have past lives, and if a person is so-called African in the present, doesn't mean they were in their past lives. Yes, why do people do not understand their concept, this concept of the, why do most people, why most people do not understand this concept of the human race? Um I think you know what there as I said earlier, these are things that I don't argue about, and everybody believes what they believe. I believe what my spirits give to me, not what I believe in books because everything in a book is not the truth. it is someone else's view of history or even a lie, a twisted view of history you thrown off so you don't know who you are. 
I'm beginning to know who I am, and I'm securing the information that I'm given. Now, if you believe you are the same as everyone else because you're told that you're black and that everybody's the same, because just because you came from the same source does not mean that there's not a variation or a deviation of the source and that you're farther away from the source that your people came from to create divisions and conflict and even blindness. To know that you came from that source, there are different strands of realities and dimensions. They are not all the same, even though they may come from the same source. And I can see that very clearly, so I know what I'm not going to do. I know who I'm not going to bond with. I know who I'm not going to trust. And I read vibrations. I don't care how much money you got. I don't care how big your house is, how big your dick is. I don't care what you drive. I don't care how many letters behind your name that don't impress me. I'm still going to read your energy. And if I sense that your vibration and your blood does not vibrate on the level as mine, even if you look like me, you're not the same as me. I don't trust you. I'm not eating with you. I'm not fucking you. I'm not sucking you. You cannot come in my house. I don't even want you sitting in my fucking car or even taking no money out of my hand. You do you, and I'm going to do me, and I'm going to leave that alone. Because I don't, I don't, I, one thing I don't, I don't argue about politics, I don't argue about religion, and I don't argue about pussy and dick. Now, what did you want to say, Ahaki? Hello? Mm-hmm. Were you, were you talking to me? I, I don't know. What, was that, no, was that to me? No, I, I responded to the chat. Oh. And I was trying to see before we went further. It was something you wanted to say because I'm looking at, I wanted my friend Ezra Washington to call in. I don't see him, but this page is kind of stuck. So I can't scroll down to see him. Um, he said it was an eight, uh, eight number, Erica, eight. I'm not sure if this is it. 856? Or Do you want to say something? Or are you just holding or listening, 856, Erica, 856? Okay, Haki, I guess he's not here. I guess he wasn't able to call me. We were waiting. We had too much time has gone by. Did you want to get into something with the relationships and how you're saying a lot of black women run good black men away from them? Or did mm. you want to wait for next week for that one? Just we'll go with you. Sure, well, I mean, if you want to wait for the, um, uh, you guess, I mean, I, I can kind of, you know, open up. I mean, hopefully they'll call in or something. But um, uh, principally, you know, here, here's, you know, I'll take a little time to give just, I mean, I'll give a short, you know, kind of story. Um, you know, I was born and raised in Baltimore. Um, I, oh, um, hmm. I'm so, I'm sorry, baby. Go on and finish because uh, I didn't realize we got our one of our special guests. We we got our master oracle on the line. I didn't know she was gonna be able to call. I know she doesn't stay up too late. So okay, oh, okay, okay. No, well, that's that's all right. We, we'll we'll finish up a little later, but uh, we can get uh, Sister Myra on. Um, I know she and, can't stay long. Um, I, I didn't know okay. she was on the phone. Hold on, hold on. Let me see. Can I find her? Yes. Hey, mommy. Mommy. Yes. Greetings. Yes. Hi. Greetings, I'm here. <laughs> Hi, honey. Uh, I've been on. I've been on for a little while. I've been just sitting back enjoying the conversation. Um, this I is an know. excellent show. No, oh, no, don't I, be sorry. I mean, I love the information that you guys were putting out. This has been excellent. And I have to tell you, Alexis, I am 
the more I get to know you, the more I'm so amazed at how deep your wisdom is. You see. I, I, I'm truly amazed at the, the things that you are saying, um, and um, they so correspond with um, the things my spirit tell me also. Um, so I know we are coming from uh, the same vein, and, and you too, Brother Aki. I mean, I think um, you guys are doing a great thing having this show together because um, the information that you're putting out is so pertinent for what we need to uh, understand in here. And you're not pulling no punches, and that's what we need at this time. Things are getting crucial. Um, but, wow, um, I'm so honored. That's that's an honor to to have that coming from you. Thank you so 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 much. I guess I would have behaved a little more if I knew you were listening on the phone. <laughs> oh, would you quit it? I want the raw, the real. Now, don't forget, I got too much Sagittarius in me, so that makes me as raw and real. You can't get too raw for me. I'm telling you. <laughs> I wear many hats around here, but. Um, you know, this is a, a, a wonderful discussion, a wonderful conversation. Um, I did, um, I guess I did uh, make a few notes um, according to uh, the topic um, that we were talking about, how, uh, I guess, black women run away black men. Um, so yes, please. I, you, <laughs> I, I, I want to ask you, you before you go into it, like, what yes. do you see as going on uh, with with astrology? Whatever's going on in the universe, how it corresponds to where we are now in the age of Aquarius, and why are black women having so many problems with black men? Or when they get really nice black men that want to love them and respect them, they see them as weak and they disrespect them, and they go to the man yes. with the pants in or the dog or a man of another race, and and they can't appreciate yes. it, and so we end up. And a lot of black men are teaching. Uh, other black men to hate black women and to attack them yes. and, and not uh, want them, and then the same for black women too. It's like on a higher level, what do you see that has happened? What do you see that is transforming that's going to happen if we don't get this together? Well, um, and it's interesting, we're doing this uh, in the Capricorn interview because I always called Capricorn the high priestess of the Zodiac. If you look at a astrological chart, you will see that Capricorn uh, sits at the very top of the astrological chart. It represents the, the black woman uh, uh, as the high priestess. That's why it sits the very high, at the very top of the chart. Um, the Cinderella story is about how the black woman as high priestess has been brought down in this illusionary opposite realm to the lowest. Uh, you know, manifestation. And um, this was done during Willie Lynch. It took, um, you know, because we are the, of the highest value in the illusion, the opposite illusion, we were brought down to the lowest value because it was intentional for us to feel insecure about our value. And this, in turn, um, uh, caused, you know, it was programmed for the uh, black man to think himself higher. This is how they were putting him in his ego so that we would never come together as equal, we being insecure in our value and the black man, um, you know, thinking himself higher. Um, that, this really Lynch calls the wounding, uh, the ego for the masculine and the uh, emotional wounding for the feminine. And uh, the first wound uh, for the ego of course, is uh, being easily distracted, which 
perpetuated in the black woman uh, insecurity emotionally. And then the second wounding of the ego uh, was a disloyalty, which perpetuated in the black woman a possessiveness and obsessiveness and uh, delusional, uh, becoming delusional about who she is and her value to her man. And then the third wound um, uh, through Willie Lynch was uh, the ego was self-centeredness, which perpetuated in the black woman a compromising position or self-degradation. That means she was willing to compromise her worth just to be able to, um, she would fit into the man's world, um, and he being self-centered, it was all about him. And so that gave us uh, self-degradation and compromising. Um, and so they turned us into the mother. We are smothering our men. This is how we're running them away. Smother is another word for mother. If you know, if you notice, when I talk about a big mama, I use the word mama, not mother. Mother is an aberrant word, form of the word mother. Uh, we have come to smother our men. We either smother them by abandoning them or we are taking the load for them. Either way, we're keeping them out of their manhood. Um, they made us so insecure in our value, and this was intentionally programmed to happen so we would not challenge our men, you know, um, to live up to the standards in order to make a claim on us as the spiritual high priesthood. And, um, you know, so in other words, he stays in his ego with an illusion of his power, uh, and then that's where the siren comes in and strokes the ego, uh, and her desires are in the matrix, so she keeps him in the matrix and using his power in the matrix rather than standing up, you know, and challenging himself to make a claim on the high priestess, which is the resurrection process. The women are the resurrectors and the men are the redeemers. So we have to first resurrect them before they can redeem us. They're not at the mm. level to redeem us until we first mm. resurrect. How do we resurrect them? By setting standards, by saying this is what it's going to take in order for me to feel. We're the feeling people. We're the, the women, the, we, the female, we go by our feelings. Men go by their logic and reason. So we have to get them to value our feelings. And when they can show us that they value how we feel in order to make us feel secure and valued in the relationship, you see, so we have to set the standards on how they do that. And this is what how we resurrect them. When they rise to meet those standards, this is how they come out of the ego because as long as a man is in his ego, he stays in the matrix. He cannot come out of the matrix in ego. So when he lives up to the standards of the high priestess, uh, whose value is in her family, in her black universal family, you see. I'm not, uh, and um, this is how um, he then has to resurrect out of his ego. This brings him out of the matrix. Now he's in a position to redeem her or restore her to her true value as high priestess. This is how we then can come together as equals, uh, which is uh, the yin and the yang. And that's how we, uh, when the yin and the yang comes together as equals, that's how we step up and evolve to the next level. 
And this is the process that is unfolding right now. This is what the 2012 is about, December 21st. Right now we're doing individual, uh, you know, resurrections, and that is what is going to represent the collective at December 21st when we're ready to cross over into the new age uh, as the new rulers for this new age. So um, the Sphinx is demonstration of this. The Sphinx is the body of the lion and the head of the woman, Virgo, Leo and Virgo. Uh, Leo represents the power or the masculine power of the rulership, guided by Virgo, the sign of wisdom. So power guided by wisdom. This is how you qualify as the twin souls. Now, I'm always saying that we fulfill in the opposite energy. So that is what what is meant to happen. Uh, the opposite energy of Virgo and Leo is Pisces and Aquarius. So that mm. means that this rulership demonstrated by the Sphinx, uh, where a man supersedes his ego, Leo is the sign of the ego, this is where he comes into his power, but he has to supersede his ego and open his heart to the value of the one who has not compromised her worth or her value as high priestess. You see, so that is what the Sphinx is actually representing. And when we get the individual aspects of these relationships coming together under that vein, then that is how it will be fulfilled as we are now crossing out of the Piscean Age into the Aquarian Age. And that is what uh, this whole process is about at this time, you see. So we have to come, as black women, we have to become more secure in our value, in our worth. And that's how we are able to challenge our men, set the standards, and challenge them to rise to meet those standards, and that is the resurrection. And then he will then be in the position to redeem us. So that's the process that is actually unfolding right now. We are the negative pole. Negative does not mean bad. Negative means our power comes in backing up because we have the magnetic pull, the force to pull them forward. So it's negative, positive, and then positive, negative. There has to be a dual balance of opposites in order for us to become whole, and then that's the point that we evolve to the next stage or the next level. Yeah, I agree because I'm I'm seeing, I was looking at a uh, at different chat, like different forums today, and women talking about their feelings and men talking about their feelings around sex, and there were a lot of, uh, women talking about we can do what we want, we screw what we want, uh, I'm free, anytime I feel like it, this is what I want to do, and there's a level of men and women, black men and women, this is how they live. And that's why I said earlier, when people say, oh, we're the same, and I'm realizing on higher levels, just like I was talking about with me and the young lady when People want to say, oh, we're all the same because we all come from Africa. No, no, we don't. There, there are many countries in Africa, many languages, many tribes, even different looks because the people try to say that Iman's look and my look is not an African look, and that's not true because even Iman, if you look at her and her interviews on YouTube where, where white people and, and even so-called black people over here will say, she must be mixed. She has white in her because of her features. No, that is from her part of Africa, Africa, the Ethiopian, Somalians mixed. That is what they've always looked like. It has nothing to do with white intermixing white breeding. 
my look, like yeah. one of my friends is half Ethiopian, she's half Iranian. And Shelby tells me, Alexis, you could look like one of my cousins in um in Iran or even in um Somalia. She she yeah. was like um Ethiopia. She's like, You you could be one of my relatives. She's like pe- black people over here, so how black people over here are very ignorant. We don't know our history. We don't know yeah. the science. We don't know the languages. We don't know the spirituality. Yeah. We don't know what white people told us or what they showed us. Yes, we do have race yeah. mixing, but that is not the origin of a lot of our different features, textures, and, yeah. and color. We already yeah. were that we're everything. And when I look at that and then looking at the way I see women living and as I'm getting familiar with other African cultures, and yeah. they have the same shit going on, the two-faced, the backstabbing, the jealousy, no good men. This is not just a black American thing because a lot of us are lost over here and don't know our culture. This is um, global, and a lot of it, like you said, is outside influences. But a lot of this conflict that we have, we were already having in the strife before white intervention, before we allowed it and even sold each other out and allowed white folks to participate because we, our ancestors participated in their own demise, and they still do. So we're accountable, too, because we let the enemy in. Along with, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Along, along um, with Carol was saying they had gunpowder, they had liquor, they had taken our information, put it in a Bible, and twisted it upside down, and we had weak women... Yes and weak men playing a role. Hey, I see you, Lisa. When I'm giving I'm coming to you, Lisa, from San Diego, our resident husband and wife team. But I want I said it in place this tomorrow, like when somebody said, well, we are not different and we're all the same. We're all human. No, we're not. Because I, yeah, I, no, I understand. Not. I, and you're, you're right about yeah. that. You're right about that. And my spirit told me that when I um, – um, I was driving down the street one day, and I saw one of my neighbor, my white neighbor, walking down the street hand in hand with her little black boyfriend. And I was going, well, I'm like, why is it that they can get so comfortable with them? Why is it, you know, can they, um, you know, just give up their woman, you know, uh, so easily? And my spirit said at that point, all black folks ain't royal. Okay? No. All black folk ain't royal, and they're comfortable with the peasants as peasants, okay? Mm -hmm. That was a tremendous Mm -hmm. shock for me. You know, we are all not of the same stock, and if you're not, and daughter character, this is daughter earth. The reason she hasn't reached her sacredness is because she has been deprived of her spirit, which is the spirit of character, because we've been compromising that for this illusion through materialism. Mm-hmm. And it's not until mm-hmm. we, uh, the high priestess represents daughter character. All, so a black woman does not qualify as the high priestess unless she's walking in the spirit of character. And when you're compromising your character and your values to be included in this illusion, we've accepted someone else's reality as ours, and ours far supersedes this. So when you're vibrating at the high level of daughter character, this is how um, you are tapping into the royal energy. If you want to vibrate at the lower level, and it's up to you, for you to decide if I want to vibrate at the lower level, level in my desires, then you're, you're, you're in the land of the peasants. You're operating as a peasant. That's your choice. But those who want to vibrate at the high level of character, uh, which is the spirit of daughter earth, 
then that is how you qualify as high priestess. That is how you then have spiritual chaperones who will only allow access to you by a royal prince, you see. And this is how we get the two to come together, vibrating at a high level um, in, in, in the spirit of character, and that's how we evolve as the new rulers for the new age. Everybody does not qualify for that, no matter what color you are. See, and, and that's what I'm saying, and, and I see them perpetuating a, a their agenda. This is you do what you feel. This is the right thing. Yes. If you ain't in this, something wrong with you. You suck up. You got hang ups. And and I understand that if people say because I don't agree with your lifestyle or I don't let everybody screw me, that that means something is wrong with me. What I'm realizing is is that I'm not gonna condemn you. And I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to, yes. to do that or come from a place where it sounds like I do that anymore. I realize everybody is on their vibration. However, yes. I'm also very secure in my position. And I'm yes. not going to back down. And I'm not going to let everybody dig up in my ass like they're doing all kinds of running jackknifes and jump flips and damn cartwheels in my ass and give away to the lower level and to the ego and to the dead yes. portion yes. of myself. That is death for me. For other people, You're not it willing might to be compromise. Yes. But for me, yes. for me, it's death. For, for yes. me, that's living on a lower level of flesh that yes. I only came yes. not to participate in, but I am in this body as a vehicle to observe in the third yes. dimension. I'm real clear. I don't know everything. But I know enough yes. to know my role in this game. Yes. And I know I'm in this shit, but I'm not of this shit. And I came to Absolutely. be an observer and a light bringer. I cannot to, yes. to, to do what I see a lot of these other so-called black people do and black women do, to say that I'm like them and they like me and we the same, that shit would put me in a coffin. It does not yes. illuminate me but it may illuminate them. They can sit yeah. up and fuck and, and get banged out every day and suck a hundred dicks a day like they drinking some damn cappuccino with some whipped cream on it. I think I'm going to come to my desk. I'm not judging that experience, but I know I yeah. cannot be a part of that because that's not the yeah. school that I was brought down here to participate. Yeah. That's not the vibration that I came out my mama ass on. And me and my mom is yeah. like day and night. She she don't yeah. she don't think the way I think. She don't she don't live like I live. You know, it's yeah. totally a different lifestyle and a different mindset, even though I incubated in her womb. But yeah. I realized I was in her ass, but I'm not of her neither. So you Absolutely. you got to be able to differentiate and the most difficult and painful thing many times is walking my path is that it's people that look like you, them the main ones will set your ass up for goddamn annihilation, yeah. crucifixion, assassination, and all kind of goddamn shit. So you yeah. got to be able to walk along and be secure in your path and know that the invisible kingdom is which yeah. you ain't going to protect you. Because many times the main one that look like you got a different spirit in them that is anti-nature yeah. and against your nature and will plot and just like they tried to do us in Baltimore, to come sit in front of you and disguise themselves because they got skin that look like yours 
and you off guard because you think that y'all the same and will take your motherfucking ass out and will watch your ambulance come and put your ass on a stretcher dead, act like they hurt, knowing they set the motherfucking shit up and feel like they the best one to get to you because you said we all are like, kiss my ass with the shit. Now, hold on, hold on. uh, Ricky, Lisa, Ezra. I know Ezra got to go. He's been holding on one time. Let me get him right quick so we can get on in it. Realm Deacon, Ezra, is you on the line? Yeah, I'm on can the line. Give me what you want. I'm here. You got my organ. You you got the organ from the church. We I ain't got the organ tonight. I ain't got the organ tonight, but we we, we going to fix that next time. How you doing? Introduce yourself to Introduce yourself to my audience. We've been friends for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm Ezra Washington. I'm, I'm a stand-up comedian. I'm a blogger. I'm a relationship. Uh, I say I'm an expert because I've been married 20 years, so I got hands-on, on-the-job training, so I can pretty much speak on whatever whatever you want to talk about in regards to relationships. <laughs> And yeah, I'm getting all this bit. tonight. I, I, well, no, hold on. I'm coming right back to you, Mom. Uh, I see you, Lisa. I see you, Ricky. Hold on a minute. I'll have to mute a little bit because we hear some noise in the background. Ezra, what, what do you think about what I said? We started talking about how some black women run good black men away. What What are you seeing since you deal with people with relationships, too? Well, I, you're absolutely correct. There are tons of black women that run good black men away, and a lot of it, I believe, comes from uh, a lack of self-worth on their part, and that comes from a lot of times, not all times, but a lot of times, um, experiences growing up. You know, I say this a lot of times, and women get mad, but I'm telling the truth. A lot of black women, they first pimp was their mama. Okay. They what with their mama? A lot of black women, their first pimp was their mama. Because instead of teaching them how to understand themselves, because if you don't understand you, you can't get in a relationship and try to make somebody else figure you out when you crazy as cow piss. But yeah. all that a lot of women taught their daughters, even up to this point, is, what kind of job he got? What kind of money he got? What he get? What can he buy you? What can he do? Instead of learning yourself, so you'll know who you are, and then a man can get to know who you are. But he can't get to know who you are when you don't know who you are. You know, hell, that's like driving in the dark with your headlights off. You finna hit something. So, like you said, if a woman don't know her own self worth and she haven't been taught to know who she is, to appreciate who she is, to value who she is, that I don't care what kind of money on the table, you won't be able to go on the Internet or in a DVD store and watch a movie where some guy is busting a nut, skeeting in a woman's eye, shooting cum in her nose, in her hair, slapping her in the face with his dick. You won't see that because she got worse. Nigga, I'm more than this damn dollar you throwing at me. Mm-hmm. You know? One day I'm gonna be older, and I don't want to have to go back and and block out of my memory, you know, 
all them days when four, five of y'all, like you said, was gang-banging me, skeeting in my mouth, calling me all kinds of names, you know, had me shaking my naked ass in front of camera just to pay my car note. So until women get to that point, yeah, they're going to be angry because they lost. When you lost and you ain't got no direction, you get tired of driving around, lost, running out of gas, you get pissed off and angry. So they don't know how to deal with a good dude. Now, they can deal with the guy that come to them and treat her bad because, hell, they both in the same circle. But if a guy come up, leave it open the door for you. You need this, you need that. They can't stand that because they can't relate to it. And then they run him off, and when they run him off, they talk bad about him. It's a sad cycle, but, I mean, until we can stop uh, waiting on the media to start portraying black women for show in a positive manner, since a lot of it ain't being taught in the home, you know, then that's what we got to deal with. It's bad when, you know, when I was growing up, I had had friends, girls I dated, girls that I'm friends with. We didn't have the Internet, you know, and all this stuff. We had the rotary dial, so it took so damn long to call somebody. It was ridiculous. But you can hear a girl say, you know, uh, she ain't here. She went to uh, she went to church or this, that, and other. Then the mama come out the bedroom. Was that hard? What you tell her? I told her he was at church. And she go back in the bedroom, there's another dude in there. You know, so if this girl see her mama playing four or five different dudes like that, how you think she going to act when she grow up? She going to play. And what- what you said, too, about the stories you hear, because you hear so many stories, you actually talk to men that have been good to women and married them. Like you said, these women are marrying these men, and then they don't tell the man they've been banged out by their daddy, by their cousin. They got sexual hang-ups because they're from, they done screwed everybody, and now they, they act nice to him and suck his dick to get him down the aisle because they know it's a good man. He gonna, they get pregnant by him on purpose. They know he's going to be a good provider. They're going to be secure. Then marry him and won't even fuck him and start disrespecting him. And they won't cheat, won't leave him work every day. They treat him like he ain't shit. What are, what are you saying? And what are you saying about women that have this issue? They really need to go get some help because you got a lot of women out here that have been molested by their mama boyfriend by their stepdaddy, some of them by their biological daddy, because there's some sick bastards out here. And mama, with her trifling ass, no boyfriend, stepdaddy doing it, but he paying bills. Suck it up and get over it. All right, or a cousin or a relative did it, but it's the son of the most popular uncle in the family who got the good job, all that shit. So they let it slide sweeping on the rug. Now she grows up to be a dust. She don't want to be lonely. Her girl's married. Her sorority sister's got a husband. She want a husband. Well, to get a man, you got to make him feel like you got something for him. So she giving him the sex. She giving him the freaky, all that. Once they go down the aisle and settle in the house, I'm going to shut that shit out. Now you got a problem in a relationship instead of her saying up front, you know, hey, I've been through abuse whatever, they don't want to say that because they feel like the man is going to either run away from them or look at them as a hoe. And that's dangerous in a relationship. 
Because by you know, okay, the number, the okay. calling number, because we get ready, so they can call in before we go out. We ain't got that many minutes. Three four seven two zero five nine zero eight nine. Call in now before it cuts off. Three four seven two zero five nine zero eight nine. Now, Ezra, what are these black men that are being treated this way by their women? How are these black men dealing with this? The good ones that are not cheating on their wives or being abused by their wives and by their girlfriends and they're being damaged. How are these black men coping with this? The good ones are pretty much still because they they have a passive mindset. A lot of times they still looking for the woman that's going to treat them right. But for some reason they keep going with this one. Or they judge the next one by the last one. Mm. They judge the, the, the they judge the the, the the next one by the last one. Or they just skip on and say I ain't dating black women no more. And that's foul because there's good black women out there. There's good black women out there. But the number one thing we got to stop doing, and you know me, I try not to, but I have. The number one thing as black men, we got to stop doing. It's mm-hmm. falling in love with the pussy first. Mm-hmm. Now, evil women got the best pussy. So evil. Okay, so 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 men really do like bitches. And you said the evil women, the crazy one, got the best pussy. Is that what you saying? Hell yeah, because she gonna rodeo your ass. She gonna suck your dick. She gonna lick your nuts. She gonna go right up between your scrotum and your asshole. And she gonna make your toes curl, and that's why when she acting a damn fool, you know you need to get rid of her ass. But you laying up there one night going, God damn, where am I gonna find some person like this? And that's why oh she's able to keep doing all now, that wait, shit. Wait, no, we gotta ask mom. We gotta ask the master. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I, you know, you know he's telling the truth. You know he's telling the truth. <laughs> you know you're telling the truth. <laughs> that is so funny, but you always wonder why men stay with. And, you know, my mama taught me that. My mama said, a man love him a crazy woman. He said that, She said that's the best compliment a man can give you is, woman, you crazy. So I always made sure all my men called me crazy. <laughs> it's true. That if we got good pussy and we got a good head, we can dog a nigga out, and we're going to keep him? That's what you're saying. Uh, now, if he's the type of nigga that'll swing on your ass, he's going to whoop bad, but y'all still going to fuck good. I'm going to tell you, I have dated a chick that was fucking nuts. Nuts. I couldn't stand her ass, but it was something about I she could wiggle her tongue like a rattlesnake. You know, to where I'll drive off, and the next day I'll be like, I ain't going to call that motherfucker till 6 o'clock. I should have been saying, I don't want shit to do with him. But, and that's the same as a nigga that with a big dick that can uh, just can just can bust the walls open on him. She knows she don't need his ass in her life, but she laying there one night going, that night that nigga hit that spot. You know, and that's why he can call and come back. So until we can get out of them good ass, a lot of dudes go down the aisle not because they really want to marry the woman, but they got their good ass nut that night and decided what? this the one. A good nut that ran a lot of brothers down the aisle. You know, <laughs> damn, that was a bitch goddamn nut. I, hey, 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 you know, move around a little bit. There's another one out there. 
you know. Your mama telling you this ain't the one for you. Something wrong with her ass. I see it, but you don't. Because your mama not fucking you are. So you ain't listening to your mama. Because you ain't fucking your mama. You fucking up. And you really want to ask your mama, well, well you going to go find me some more pussy like this, mama? No. Okay. Train with the dick. Your mama telling you. That ain't the, he's sorry, he ain't no good with it. But she like, mama, he be fucking shit out of me. You don't know. You can't tell your mama that. Well, what is it going to take? What is it going to take for a man we, to finally I, say, I had enough of this crazy woman no matter how good she fuck? Right. Let me tell you what I tell brothers. Let me tell you what I tell brothers. Nigga, quit being ashamed. Go find you the best fucking lube you got and jack the fuck out to your dick hurt. That way... You ain't got to keep that on your mind when you're dealing with her. You can go a year. She's going to think something wrong with you, but you ain't got to tell her. Say, before I come over here, I jack the fuck out. So sex ain't got nothing to do with it. And then if I can't if I can't relate to you, I got to go. But if you sitting there holding that nut and your sack heavy as hell, you're going to put up with that shit because there's something in it for you. And that shit is ruining everything from religion to politics to everything. A, a good ass nut is ruining a whole lot of stuff in this in this world, not just this country. Them politicians is fucking these prostitutes because they done married these little post skinny, flicky looking ass white women and shit, and they ain't doing nothing sexually for them. Yeah. And they're going out wasting government funds on these hookers that's licking their ass for them, you know, or taking their shoes and slapping them upside the head because the white bastards are free. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm telling <laughs> So that's what we need to do at Ezra. I need to learn to slap a nigga in the head with a shoe. And I learned you to learn to lick all my feet out the way I was
say what she need to say, she'll know if she got a good man or a dog instantly. Mm-hmm. If she doing that, say what she need to say. But just to lay there and hike your damn nightgown up and let them bump around for a minute and then you fuck, uh-uh, uh-uh. What they yeah, call it? He's sitting there watching the game, and she's saying, how many minutes left on the game? All right, but they finna do a two-minute warning. All right, when they shoot the gun, come on in here and get this pussy. I feel like fucking tonight. That nigga will say, fuck the show. He can't sit on his knee in the mall. He gonna fuck his wife. But see, and here's the sad part. Single women and single men will fuck like rabbits while they single. They'll fuck yeah. in a car, go park in a dog, and, and suck dick and fuck and pull a titties out at the park and the dog. But so soon as they get married, all of a sudden, ooh, that's nasty. It's fucking legal now. It's 100% legal. Now you got the right. You done took the vows. You done jumped the room. Y'all supposed to fuck. Okay. You know, you supposed, ain't no reason a, a, a mega church marriage council supposed to be overbooked. Ain't no fucking problems. But when you got sexual hangups, it's always going to be an issue in the marriage. Or if a woman use sex as a weapon, if I can't get this, I can't get that, he ain't going to get nothing. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. He going to get some. He gonna get some. Right. You know, niggas gonna be pissed. He gonna get some. We cannot walk around. That's why convicts is fucking other niggas like us. Cause men can't walk around with all that in our sack that long. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's got to come out. Women can hold it. <laughs> but men, <laughs> men can't. That's why they preach mm-hmm. taking these little boys and shit. Break a rule, man. Jack out fucking none. Y'all keep it with y'all. <laughs> you know, we can't control that. You know, it, the world went when Eve and Adam bit the apple, all that shit was open. You're going to get horny. You're going to get wet. That's why African dudes around here cutting their wife's clips off because they know she's going to get horny. Yeah. Talking about circumcising. No, you trying to ruin her. You know, because mm-hmm. your weekend won't eight wives, but you can't fuck them all in the same day. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, you know, they don't bathe anyway, so that's the stinky shit you don't want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, they're going to stop me from doing shows in churches, because they're going to go back and listen to this. <laughs> As long as Eddie Long is business, damn it, I got somewhere to go to. <laughs> you know. And that's another thing. His wife, you know, that his ass was a faggot. You know. And if you didn't start doing laundry, don't let the hell wash his clothes. You wash them. If that nigga got stains in the front and in the back, you know what the fuck you do. <laughs> Uh, hell, they say a family that pray together, stay together, see all of your face praying, and you can't smell a boy dick on his breath, and what the fuck wrong with you? Oh, oh God. Ooh. <laughs> you know, 
Yeah, I need my organ rights right now. You're like, <laughs> I, I told you to bring the Oh, Lord. And you know, and here's another thing, too. Some women got to learn how to ignore the snake. You got to learn to ignore the snake. The snake been stirring up shit from day one. What's the snake? The snake. Eve let the snake fuck her out of a good life. Okay. You got a garden. You got a garden. You got fucking pineapple trees. You got pear trees, figs, grapes, strawberries, raspberries, whatever the fuck. And one apple tree. And you let that snake get on fucking. Eat that shit. Eating everything else. You can eat that. Let's get that nigga to eat it too. You know, she go fuck around, eat the apple. He like, no, nah, we ain't gonna eat it. I can't eat it. We need it because the man say don't eat it. Yeah, they say who is gay? The snake. You listen to the snake. He done fucked you out of your whole inheritance. Yep. And women yep. still listening to the snake. A woman got a good man, like we say. She got a good man, hundred thousand plus a year. She used one check to help with the bills, or no check. The rest go to whatever she wants, but she got a snake. That bitch named Keisha. That snake named Keisha. <laughs> 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 listening to the snake. Now the snake named Keisha got a divorce. Get upside the fucking head. You know what I'm saying? Why? Oh my goddamn! He wants a
you acting like that? Well, you really don't want me to tell you why I'm acting like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh, my, my my washing machine broke in. Can y'all do my laundry? Me and her and my wife run to the grocery store, and I was supposed to take the shit out the washing machine and put it in the dryer, and she got all them G strings and pants. Shit, man, I would want to really do that shit. You know, and my wife kind of square, so I'm like doing the cool trying to. She ain't start taking her shit to. She ain't got no money. Well, fuck it, y'all go together. I give you the money, shit. You know, I keep my ass from over here. Wait a minute. Now you said your wife girlfriend said she didn't have no money to her washing machine was broke, and she come over there and let you see her putting all kind of g strings in your wife washing machine, and your wife can't even see what the girl doing. Nah, they didn't go to the store together to get groceries, you know. So my, she she trying to start over. Yeah, but shit, she doing shit over here. You know. <laughs> <laughs> then, you know, I finally had to say something. I'm like, yo, girl, ask me, and you co-sign for it, to take her the clothes out the machine, put them dry. Don't you think she got pants in there? Well, that's perverted on your part. No, no, it ain't. Y'all do that shit together before you leave. You know, you got to do something. Now, years later, when I'm talking to that chick, she, you quit talking to that bitch. She oh, over now, now, back in the day, you was cool with it. I did it. Oh, no, I got You fuck some of y'all other friends, but now you don't want me to talk to them. You know, if I see in the store, what I'm supposed to do, huh? You know, and women got to understand when you got the nice house, the husband, he ain't whooping your ass, he ain't cheating on you and all that. Some women in your circle might mm-hmm. have an underlying hate for that and they'll do okay. that when they can. They'll use another friend to fuck up your shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. You know, <clears throat> it's sad. It's sad, but you, I mean, hell. I don't put no past nobody. If Judas sold Jesus out, you know, for a new pair of sandals, hell, what you expect in your lifetime? Mm-hmm. Somebody going to try to do you. You know, somebody going to try to do you. And, and they do it for free now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just out of hate. You know, just out of hate. I'm sorry I went on my little tan, y'all. I, I apologize, but, you know. I love it. I, I get I'm letters so every day. Like you know, Lex, I get letters every day from somebody that really thinks, you know, I don't understand. Yeah, you understand what's happening. You understand what's happening. You know, a lady today, she said, "I'm gonna fuck like a rabbit, but he can't get it up half the time. But he walk around holding his stuff all day long. Well, when you go on to work, he probably jacking off." Yeah, uh-huh. all here, all here, bad health, and they can't get up. You know, so you just sit down and talk to him and say, "Hey, if you grabbing yourself all day, you need to be able to do something in the bedroom. Oh, we need to go to the doctor. See what's wrong with you? Why are you writing mm-hmm. me about? It? I don't know it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. now yeah, he's either cheating on you or he got a dysfunction that's going on." Mm-hmm. You know, and people don't realize that. A lot of guys now, they they got a mindset of it's cheaper for me to cheat on the Internet 
than to get involved with a woman. Because, see, now, you can't cheat like back in the day. You used to hide and cheat now. But everybody got a cell phone. Everybody got an email. You know, it's hard now. Somebody can Google your damn name and address and come to your house. So a lot of guys living off Internet porn and all this shit because it's cheap. I can't catch nothing but a high bill, you know. And, and, and like I say, sex is 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 really tearing up a lot of relationships now. Mm. You know, it's tearing up a lot of relationships, <clears throat> busting up a lot of because people not being honest. You know, people not being honest on both sides of the fence. The guys or the women. You know, and a lot of guys think, oh, I gotta do good and dick whatever, nigga. You ain't doing nothing. You know, somebody can always do better than you. That's why teams lose every other night or every other week, because somebody playing better that day. Your shit ain't low every day. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's the extra you bring to the table that compensates for, you know, your lack of that time. You know, that's why that woman go on a trip with her girls to Vegas and run up on that one good dick. Then when you, she come home, she's not crying no more when you do dumb shit. She planning for the next trip. Mm. <laughs> she ass and got replaced. You know, mm. you know, I mean, you know, we live in a real world. We live in a real world, you know. So, hey, like they say, that old gray man ain't what he used to be. So... It, 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 we got to communicate, you know, men got to realize, and a lot of guys that ain't been raised with their daddy or a strong male figure don't know how to treat a woman. And a mm-hmm. lot of women have been raised by a woman that don't know how to, you know. And when we say submit to a man, it ain't uh, sit him down, prop his feet up, put his shoes on, have his dinner cooking, a paper for him to read. That's not what it means. If y'all in a relationship together, you know, he is the head if he's doing his part. You know, yeah. you can make 200000 he got 100000 You say, hey, I want to go, uh, let's, let's let's take a trip to Paris. And he say, no, nah, let's go to Hawaii. It's a little bit cheaper, and we save up for that. But you the breadwinner. Hell, this is my money. You ain't got shit. That's what I'm talking about. Because when you start making him feel less than a man, somebody else is going to make him feel like a man. Mm-hmm. If you start making her feel less than a woman, you know, women have babies. They might can't hold that same figure. You know, if she's fat, yeah, 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 okay, somebody else is going to think she's fine. Mm-hmm. And when you tell her to show her and put some dick in her, and you come home one day, and the counselor with her saying she's just moving her stuff out, you can't get mad. Mhm. You know, so you didn't marry the figure. You supposed to marry the inner woman. Mhm. You know, you supposed to marry and, and you supposed to marry the, the inner man. You know, the mm-hmm. outer can change in a heartbeat. You know, mm-hmm. the outer can change in a heartbeat. You supposed to be in love with the inner. Mhm. Mm-hmm. So, so hey, when y'all, is he gonna I really come? got to switch over to my show. And, uh, All right, baby. When you coming back? Do my thing. I'm coming back next when? week. Oh, okay. We would love to have you back with us. I I will. Y'all take care. I gotta run. 
Thank you. Thank you, Ezra. Thank you so much. Ezra in the house. Yay. You got to go, Mom. I know it's late. You got to go. Yes, yes, yes. I'm getting ready to go, too. I've had so much fun. This has been great. And you will get uh, see me again next week also. So, you know, uh, (laughs) take care. Uh, Haki and um, Alexis, you guys take care. Uh, And I will um, be seeing you next week. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. <laughs> Where's Haki? Did he leave us? Uh, wait a minute. Let me see. We got other people online. I'm going to see if they have something to say. 770, um, Stone Mountain, did you have anything to say? Are you just listening? I'm just picking up the call. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, 770, um, DC, 770-572. You just listening? Can you question right now? Yes, yes, I can hear you. Okay. Um, I yes. have a question. I just basically uh, wanted to know, uh, with with the law of attraction in mind and there really being no coincidences, when we cross paths with prospects, isn't it a direct reflection of our vibration? No. It's not? No. It can be on some levels. And are you talking about how people say, well, if you attract somebody no good, then it, it, you're also attracting a part of yourself or they're, they're like you? Or what, what exactly do you mean, if I can be clear? Well, just in general, you know, when I look at my life and, and everything that happens, you know, when I cross paths with a, per- with a person, you know, I ask, why am I, why are we meeting? You know, what is the, what is the purpose? What is this person's role? You know, what have I put out to receive this back, whether it be on a romantic level or, you know, just in general? Well, you mean if there's something good or somebody good you attract or something fucked Either or. Well, this is what I would say to you, and this is what I had to learn, because I had a lot of fucked up things in my past starting with my childhood, and what I realized the way my spirit teaches to me is that many times everything is karmic. It is not physical. It looks physical, and it becomes physical and manifests in the third dimensional realm. When I say physical, that means the realm that where we can see ourselves, we identify ourselves based on our appearance, the way we look and where we live and what we drive. That stuff is manifesting because you had a karmic agreement to come in and learn certain lessons. And many times we're carrying, literally covered with the experiences of our mother and the pain of our mother in her dysfunction because we line up with her soul in her womb. And then it's determined to how we're treated as little girls or how we're not treated. And what we see, how our mother's treated, what type of men she has or does not have in her life, was she alone, did she raise you, did she love you, did she make other men around her respect you, did she honor you, or did you, whatever you, her experience was, you programmed that inside of you subliminally and by how you saw her and how she treated you and how you saw men and women treat her, in your mind, you determined how you should and should not be treated subliminally, so you must go back and get in touch with that. As you go throughout your life and you become a woman and you start evolving 
and your hormones start to be released and you develop into a woman and you're giving off a vibration based on the hormones because those also have a vibration. So you shift whether you like it or not as you start to develop. That's another level of evolution and then other dimensions open in you. Even if a little girl is, is raped, her body and her brain start to shift her vibration and she starts to radiate differently. So when you start having sexual experiences and you are attracting men or they're attracted to you, you must always remember now you're giving off energy that you don't know consciously you're giving off until you become the goddess and you become realize that you're the master. You're the god, you're the goddess, you're the one that says yes and you're the one that says no. So you're giving an energy out that you're not consciously aware of because you're not in control of your vibration because you don't realize that you control everything. A man is giving out a vibration. He is looking for something, and he sees something in you that triggers him to approach. He's no good. You might not know it, or you might sense it, but you don't trust yourself, so you override the feeling, and you consciously override that the fact that you give birth to men and women that you begin a relationship and you end the relationship, not a man. Even if a man controls you, beats you, subjugates you, you began that and you can end that. But women don't because they don't know that they always had and always will have the power. So if you attract a man like that and you say, oh, well, this must be meant to be. This must be a part of my experience. Let me go with it because there are no coincidences. You're going to get fucked with no grease every single time because if uh, someone in a different body keeps coming to you but the experience is the same, Uh it's not a coincidence in the sense that subconsciously you're asking for a lesson. Uh Now, someone they like to get dogged out. They like it. They love it. They love for men to... While they fucking the shit out of them, they like them to choke them to the point that they think they're going to die on the edge. Mm-hmm. They in the balance between life and death, put a trash can, a plastic sack over their head and choke them some more. Right when they feel like they're about to jump out their body and die, they'll hit their partner to pull the bag off. Okay, <clears throat> he's up on the damn choking. That's what they like. Okay, I... I ain't got nothing to say to them. I'm not going to tell you, leave that nigga alone. Don't do that because, see, I know you're a thrill seeker, and, and you like that kind of sadomasochistic fuck it. That's how you bust nuts real hard. I ain't judging that right there. That's your lane. I ain't going to try to get you out of it. That's your experience. But for women that attract abusive men that cannot love them, cannot be committed to them, and a part of you is in love with them and deeply attracted and you don't know why or you hooked on the sex or you think this is a soulmate or there's a deep connection, but another part of you hates this because you know that you deserve more, that person you allowed to come into the experience because you have to decide how long you want to experience these types of men and when you're going to wake up and see the true meaning of this man, and I always say the most vicious, low-down men that we've had in our life are the most powerful teachers, and they're mm. the best teachers. Why? Because they, they, they hold your attention. They keep every second 
of your attention. You can't keep your eyes off of them. You think about them all the time. You wonder where they at, what they're doing, why they treated you this way, why they didn't, why they said this, why they didn't say that. That's the one that you requested to show up, and that's the one that when you get it, you can say, I do not desire to be on this vibration with you anymore. I don't want to line up with you anymore. Because those are the men that I used to attract all the time. It's just like when Ezra was saying, oh, lady, you just don't know these men are in love with you. They do, do anything to deal with you. I'm like, I don't know it. They don't come to me. They don't talk to me. And I used to get those kind all the time. They say that and then they'd be full of shit. It's an energy. Because in my mind I'm saying if you're full of shit and if you just want to fuck me because you find me fascinating or you like the way I look, do not get the fuck in my face, okay? Mm-hmm. That's the energy. I don't have to say it because I done made up my mind that I'm not a sex toy and I don't want nobody busting nuts off on me because you want a fun girl or a fuck toy. I'm not a blow-up doll, and I don't want to be treated that way, and I don't want you to be fucking everybody else. Now, you can do that with other women. They're not going to come in and out of here like that. And I liken it to my front door. When somebody knocks on the door, I have the control, not them. If I'm going to unlock the deadbolt and all the other locks in the screen door to allow them in. Now, if I unlock the door just because somebody rings the bell, they come in here, fuck me, rape me, do all kinds of shit to me, I cannot blame them. Now, if they broke in, that's a different story. We just want to fight it out. But if I let you in mm-hmm. and you do something to me and I did not screen you, I just opened it because you're not, I'm not going to say that's a, that's not a coincidence because you're not. That means that i got to let you in and i got to entertain you because I already am very clear that I'm the goddess. I'm already clear about what my agenda is and what I will and will not do and what I will and will not allow a man to do to me and what I do and do not want. <coughs> my experience. Now, if you line up with that and you're the type of man that can treat me the way I want to be treated and I can treat you the way you want to be treated, we negotiate that before I open the door. Or I might feel comfortable enough to open and let you in the lobby. I'll let you stand in the foyer and I'm going to screen you. I'm going to scan you. I'm going to read your energy because I don't look at physical looks first. I look at the energy. And it's because I wasn't taught to do that that I got fucked all the time and said, well, he's here, so it must be something special. It must be meant to be because he approached me. No, it's something that you want, something Mm -hmm. you want from me. And it's something that I need to learn about you. That don't mean we're going to get in the bed. That means I'm still going to let you completely in because i got to see where am I. Am I vibrating? You must always move from a place of power and self-resonance. You should know yourself more than you know the other person, and then know the other person as well. Because if you're focusing on what they want and you're not focusing on what you want and where you came from and and what you've learned from that and where you want to go and what your agenda is, you're going to get fucked. And then, see, people misunderstand it because they don't break it down. Then you're going to be thinking, oh, well, it was me, I deserved it, you know, it was a law of attraction, so he came, so it must be a reason. No. Because everybody that comes in your face has no business in your life. And now I'm very clear about that. No, you came to me. It's something you want from me. 
let me see what your agenda is, and let me see what the game is, and if I want to play, and if I sense that you're trying to fuck over me and that you're going to get more out of it than me, and I analyze it, I'm not opening the door. Fuck you. Don't call me no more. Don't ring my doorbell or it's going to be some problem. And when I say doorbell, I'm not always talking about a physical doorbell. I'm talking about the doorbell of my fucking subconscious because there are people mm-hmm. that will telepathically and spiritually ring your motherfucking ass up. Okay. Because a lot of people will not physically say something to you first because they're not comfortable. So they will tune you up and dial your number psychically and do love spells mm-hmm. and magic and start telepathically casting into you so you will be more subjective to the spell that they want to run through the program by tapping you subliminally first. So that's the best way that I can answer you because that's how I live. So when assessing these encounters, it's best to go in to the subconscious or the higher self and ask, what is the lesson, or, or at least be aware of, I mean, I just keep going back to the fact that there are no coincidences and everything that's occurring, it, it's a meaning or a symbol to it. So if there's someone that's knocking at my door that is um, that has a certain intention, when I go all the way back, it's basically a lesson involved somewhere, and I need to be able to assess that. I'm just... You know, these are the questions that go on in my mind as a single woman, you know, using caution nowadays. Again, that's all I that's the only way I can answer you because that's how I live my life. I don't say that every there is no co- coincidence. I, I really don't feel that way. Every single thing that happens and every person that comes in my space, I don't feel obligated to talk to them and say, Well, because they came up to me there's no coincidence, so I'm obligated to deal with this person or interact with this person. I don't believe that. But since you believe that, I'm not going to try to change your mind. That's your experience, and you're going to have to learn your lessons based on your beliefs. As I said, I will look at people and see what, how does this pertain to me and what I need to learn. And my problem was discernment and disrespecting what I thought and what I felt about somebody, overriding it and believing them and what came out of their mouth more than what I felt based on what they were not saying and reading energy. So I don't, I, I don't feel the way that you feel because I already know everybody doesn't mean it is good. They come to my face, so you're not going to get in. But as you said, if you believe, and everybody that approaches you is approaching you for a reason, and there's no coincidence, and you need to allow them in instead of mastering yourself and using discernment, then that's what you're going to have to go by. Is there anything else? Um, no. Anything else? Ricky, are you are you there, Ricky? Do you have a yes, I am. Can you yes, I am. I'm here. Drink? Hello. Yeah. Hello. Go ahead. Hey, yes. how are you doing, sister? I'm okay. How are you, sister? I'm fine. Hey. I can hear you. 
Hello, how are you? Is Hakeem is Haki still on the, on the line, too? I, I, I don't know. I can't see him. So, so did you have a comment or response to what we were talking about or anything? Yes, yes, yes definitely. Definitely. I, I wanted to uh, state that um, I agree with you 100%. Um, and a lot of relationships are not built on time or finding out the character of the individual either. Um um, a lot of people, and I, I agree with Brother Ezra when he was talking about a lot of people think with their dicks, their pussies instead mm-hmm. of their minds. Um, mm-hmm. And instead of reflecting upon being patient and trying to figure out the individual person, they have fucked up their mind states and fallen into a physical realm as opposed to, as opposed to trying to find out what's going on in their mental states. Um and that is a real fucked up situation that has happened to our our people more than just from the subliminal imaging and everything else like like you all were speaking mm-hmm. on earlier. I've been listening mm-hmm. since the beginning, so Thank um you. yeah, so a lot of that is based on um first of all the mind focus of the individuals who are not looking at it, and that's why they call it deaf, dumb, and blind. Uh, mm-hmm. They're walking around sleepwalking. They're walking around deaf, dumb, and blind. They're not looking at the bigger picture of this individual. They're not trying to figure out what what his what his true intentions are. Like you said, mm-hmm. uh, I've experienced the same fucking thing. Uh, and the mother of my child was a fucking asshole. She lied. She cheated. You know, she did shit niggas do. <laughs> You know, um, baby, I love you, baby, you know, you're the only one for me, but then she'd be gone three, four days fucking some other nigga, you know, and it fucked her up when I let her go. You know, I said, you know, if you want to be free, go ahead. You know, I'm not going to stop you, you know, handle your business. You know, she started fucking with a nigga that was whooping her ass. That's her fault. You know, that's what you call for. That's what you ask for. You put it out there in the universe. It's going to happen, period. Um... I've dealt with several different types of individual women of who have called me too nice. Um, why do you treat me this way? Why are you so, why can't, you know, I'm, you know, they try to use pussy against me. You know, I'm a type, I'm a ignorant bastard. I'll squirt in your, I'll squirt. I'll sit there and jack off in front of you. You don't want to fuck? Fine. I'll, I'll use my hand in front of you. <laughs> You know, it's not a fucking problem for me. You know, so that kind of shit there, you know, I've never been one to just be about pussy. You know, I've always been trying to one to find something with sub- some, something in your mind state or find something about you that has some substance about yourself. You know, what kind of integrity do you have? What kind of moral background? What kind of moral moral integrity do you have as an individual? A lot of people don't deal with that, and they're not trying to. And it's it's a sad state of affairs because you you're right. Women do the choosing, you know. If they if they were about choosing what the fuck they were supposed to do, uh, you know, if they didn't if they weren't if they didn't if they didn't choose these individuals that they fuck with, they wouldn't have this problem, you know. If they if they started using you started dealing with an application, you know. My mother used to have these things, and I found out that I had, my mother had an application, an actual application for a relationship. 
They had everything you fucking wanted to know, health record, all that shit. And people thought she was crazy. But I laughed, and I took them all. You know, she thought it was a joke, but I thought it was real. I looked at them, and I was like, wow. When I actually read it, <laughs> you know, it actually taught me some shit, you know. What kind of individual are you? What what purpose are you here for? You know, what are you trying? What is your intentions? You know, what is what's your motivation for me? What do you what do you want to do with me? You know, these are the questions people don't ask. <laughs> you know, and they fuck over each other too much, way too much. You're absolutely right. But you have a good man. You know, and a lot of a lot of times I say chivalry ain't dead. Niggas are just scared. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't know they don't know how to be be about integrity. They don't understand what living by a certain philosophy of virtue and purity is about. You know what I'm saying? If you're going to be if you want to attract these kind of women of divine principle, then you have to be a man of divine principle in order to understand and establish that within your existence to make these women want to be attracted to you. You know, mm-hmm. it's not just and you know the energies that are given you know, a lot of men talk about being upright men, but they're not really trying to be upright. They think that it's because this is what makes me upright. I'm standing vertical at 90 degrees. <laughs> you know, motherfucker, no. Nah. You know what I'm saying? It takes a whole lot more to be an upright man. You know what I'm saying? You you know, if you're not using integrity, if you're not using those those principles that you were once given in your innate character, you know what I'm saying, a lot of the times if there's not one, if I'm, I'm a fatherless child. But I didn't have, I didn't have a father. But I knew from my mother's experiences, like you said, a lot of these motherfuckers are fucked up by their mothers. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, I had to learn about what not to do. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, you know, you learn about what not to do. And as growing up as a human being, and growing up as a child, and even when I was on the street gangbanging, I learned what not to do. I saw niggas getting their head knocked for five cents, five dollars in their pockets. You know, and with them getting their heads knocked and acting a goddamn fool, you know, at the same time, it was disloyalty, no honor, no integrity. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't even for the little petty shit that they were doing. It was the fact that they were disrespectful. You know, a lot of this shit is built on respect. First, for oneself. You know, and if anybody believes that actual respect is a is comes from the more people fear you, the more they respect you, no. People will fear you, but they don't have to respect you. You know what I'm saying? It mm-hmm. you know and that's where it comes from. It comes from a lack of respect for oneself. And the reason why they're attracting these people is because they're not looking at themselves and live and living themselves in a the high self esteem process. Right. I see it. I see it every day, you know. Right. I, I look at it every day. I mean, I'm a builder, I'm a carpenter, and I'm out on the scene, you know, out the street trying to motherfucking hustle up money, trying to do my thing as a builder. And looking, I'm looking at these people who just have no fucking moral value. You know, I've I've been, I try to get in the union. They want you to bend over, take one for the team, literally. You know. Kind of, <laughs> You know, motherfucker, please. You know what I'm saying? If I'm about to, if I'm supposed to use tools, I'm not going to use my dick to get to my motherfucking apprenticeship, bitch. I'm going to use my motherfucking tools, you know. 
the fuck are you doing? You know, I've seen motherfuckers do, using that shit. I know a guy who actually went through the union for eight years as an apprentice but never used the hammer once. What the fuck are you using? He's using his asshole. Okay. And, you know, that's fucked up. But at the same time, this man is married, got kids. <laughs> you know, well, I, you know, I got to do what I got to do to take care of my family. No, nigga, you didn't have to do that shit. Learn how to use these tools so you can motherfucking get ahead of these motherfuckers. If that's what they don't want you to do, you know, and that's what a lot of people, even in business, um, even in relationships, when it comes down to women, you know, there's a lot of things that we as men do that are fucked up, but there's a lot of things that are intentionally pushed on us to to make us think in a fucked up manner. And the women that I've dealt with do a lot of stupid shit because they don't want to do any better. It's not the fact that they can't. It's not that they don't have the intelligence to do so. They just don't want to. Just like a nigga, if it's a, if it, a nigga will do the same goddamn thing, if he doesn't feel like doing what he wants, what he knows is right, he's just gonna do whatever the fuck he wants to. And they don't give a fuck. They, you know, it's a lot of women out here that don't have conscious, don't have a conscience. <laughs> they don't give mm-hmm. a fuck about your feelings. You know, when you have a good man, this man is out here, regardless of whether he's working every day or doing whatever, even if, you know, if he's working every day, doing what he's supposed to, that's a, that's that's called instinctual survival. What he should be doing is catering to your emotional state, allowing you to, and, and filling you with a positive vibe, filling you with a, with a positive emotional state, letting you know that you can rely on this individual emotionally as well as spiritually, they're not doing that. We're not doing that either. So I blame not only the women for doing that shit, but I blame the men because men men can be nurturers too. We help raise children too, you know. We help raise, you know, if we're going to uplift, we are called the upholders of my odd order. If we're supposed to uphold the law, which means that we are supposed to, govern the law properly, if the woman is supposed to establish that law, then we're supposed to uphold and believe in that and hold on to that law, then what the fuck are we doing if we're not doing it right? We're doing it fucking wrong, and that's what's happening. You know, these individuals are talking about, well, what about me? What about this? What about that? Well, motherfucker, if you do it right, you won't have that problem. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. If you know what you're supposed to do, if this woman has established her law in in her space, then you must take the time to elevate that process and and live accordingly to what she what she has established for both of you, and then that way you can establish your your rank as the as the equal and the counterpart to that. These cats ain't living like that, and they don't want to. They don't. It's it's too it's too complicated to live live life in balance. Even though it's a simple simple process, they don't want to think that hard. <laughs> No, it's, you know. it's not really that simple. It is a lot of work. I, I have to admit that it is a lot because you literally have to, to figure out who you are, what everybody was and was not in your life as a little girl, what roles they play. You actually have to deprogram and reprogram. You Once you construct 
the matrix that was created to bind you. Then you have to deconstruct it, and that takes years. I'm still working on that. It takes a lot of time, and it's very painful, and a lot of women don't want to do the work. There's so many women that said they want to do life coaching with me, they want to do readings with me, and then I said, okay, well, you have to do this, and this is the assignment, and it's all about you working with yourself. They don't call back or they don't do it because they really don't believe in themselves like they say they do, and they really don't want to do their work on themselves because I point everybody back to themselves. If you've been dogged out a lot, you've been left with a baby, you've been tricked and shit, I really, it's going to get to a point when you tell me it happens to you repeatedly that I'm not going to blame the men that are doing it to you. I'm not going to blame your girlfriends for fucking your nigga. If it's always a different right. thing, the same goddamn scenario and a, the same spirit in a different body, then I'm, I'm going to start telling you you need to look in the mirror because that's what I'm going to look at because you're always the constant. You're always the same motherfucking bitch in the goddamn role. You play that same goddamn character, the fucking victim and the loser, the loser of a nigga, the loser of some pussy, the loser of some money, the loser of some friends. you always the goddamn loser. So that, you like that. You right. like that that's shit. Right. And it's easy for you to say if somebody else did it, all niggas ain't shit, fuck them, you know, now I'm finna be a dyke, you know, and then you get with the lesbian, they fuck over your ass like the niggas did too. Now, dang shit, I'm gonna be by myself. Okay, that's fine, you wanna be by yourself, but you must deal with the person by yourself that you right. created, that entity that you don't like. It ain't where you're from, it's where you at. Right, it's where you're from, it's where you at. Exactly. Any time you want to, you can change that. If you don't like that reality, yes, it's going to take time. No, it's, it's not going to happen overnight. But if you know you got a lot of garbage, and you can tell if you got a lot of garbage by the type of people you attract and the type of relationships, and it doesn't mean you're a bad person. That does not mean you deserve it, and it does not mean you're a bad person. What it means is, is that you're not a master of your own fate. You are not the uh, captain of your ship. You, you're you are right. not controlling the way that sail moves. That's what it means. You don't know who you are. You don't know that you're really the one in the driver's seat, and everybody else knows that you don't know. So they play in your ass, and then they turn it, flip it back, and say, no, it's you. You did something. That's why I'm going to fuck you no more. It's called a Jedi fucking mind trick. And you're right. That's called a Jedi motherfucking mind trick. You know, that's that Jedi mind trick. A lot of motherfuckers play on it. I've had it played on me because I was captivated by pussy. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> My baby mama had me strung out there by the pussy, you know, and when she first, and I've always had this problem. The women always start off real sweet, kind, and loving, and giving me all the ass and pussy that I could possibly get, you know, giving me all the head, you know, treat me like a, treat me like a king, but then all of a sudden, you know, they get that snake in their ear. Like Brother Ezra says, they get that snake in their ear or that snake no. in their fucking head, you know. No. Sometimes you don't no. even have to have a friend there. You can have a snake in your goddamn head, you know what I'm saying? And then, you know, all of a sudden that other side of your face, you know, they play you like a one-eyed jack, but you don't see the other side of the face. But once you see the other side of the face, then you have to realize that, you know, okay, now I'm seeing another side of this individual. Do I want to deal with this? And nine times out of ten, you know, right now with the point where I've been and where the point I was, I've I've learned so much about myself that I can't tolerate that foolishness, you know. And I have to step up my game and and continue to be the man of integrity that I am. But I have to learn to say no to these individuals. 
And that was my problem. I couldn't say no to her. And that was fucking with me. Because the more I said the more I said yes, the more she fucked with me. You know what I'm saying? The more she twisted she tried to twist my goodness and may and use it against me. And that's not what the fuck this is about. If I'm if I'm gonna be in a relationship, you take my goodness and you nurture it. You plant that seed, you know what I'm saying, and you grow it like a flower. You don't take it, throw it in a goddamn field somewhere and just leave it by itself. And, you know, a lot of women have played like you said I've, I listened to you Monday when you were talking about a lot of the women have played the mask have taken the role of a masculine role they really haven't yeah. taken the role of, of a masculine role they're just being the human beings that they really are <laughs> you no, know what I'm saying no uh, no I know some women who have had to survive that way they were dogged out they were raped all their life they were molested and they were being sweet innocent goddesses like they were going to be and they had to shield themselves and protect themselves by being very aggressive and very masculine because it creates a different energy. It's like usually niggas don't want to fuck with no bitch crazy. Or when they know, okay, I can't pop up at 1 o'clock in the morning no more, dig in your ass and slide back out before daylight and go over to whoever's house before the sun comes up because you're not going to take that anymore. And, and I, I know this. I've seen it. I've lived it. You have to take on a masculine edge. If you're going to survive, because if you don't, a lot of people will take advantage of you, and they will take advantage of a woman. So it's like it is a persona. It is an entity like a made-up personality, literally a spirit. You create a, a entity to to mask you, to cover you. Yeah, I understand that. It's part of your natural self, and it is more masculine. Yes, we do. I've done that, and a lot of us will take on that man role. And plus, if you're raising boys, or if you're the single parent of a household, a lot of times women will have to be more aggressive and be, which is out of balance. It's unnatural. Yeah. We have to sometimes be that way when we have male children in the house or if we have aggressive yeah. men. It's a lot of women that have had to kill. I remember when I was a little girl, and I didn't quite understand it, but I knew it was awful. Uh, when I was in the project with my grandmother, it was a lady that used to come over and talk to my grandmother and she would cry sometimes because she had to kill her son. And I don't know, wow. I think her son used to beat her ass. He used to beat the shit out of his mother, and he was bigger than her. She was about my size. So he was a toddler, very aggressive. I don't know why he did that, but instead of him beating his sisters with other women, he would beat his mother, and she would take it. And it was to a point one night she thought he was going to kill her. She had to shoot her son. And even though hey, he had been dead, I understand. she something that she could not live with. So, yes, sometimes we are, because we're both anyway. And I understand that. I understand exactly what you're saying. But my whole point is, is that my mother was the same way. And, um, but her point is, you know, my point is with that situation is that she's been, she can't turn it off now where she, where she started before. And it is it is a left her lonely, you know. Just like my, just you know, I'm alone, but I'm not lonely. There's a difference. My mother's lonely. Um, she can't be in a room. She can't be alone by herself. And it's fucked up. It's fucked up her mind state. Now I understand exactly where you're coming from with that. But it, you know, but but when it comes to a, having a good man, my mother's never had one of those. That's a fucked up situation. You know, she's raised a decent individual, but she's not she's not ever had one in her life. 
And, you know, and she's had to survive on her own a lot. And I understood that, too. Uh, but for real, she never really did because I've always, I've never been a child. So <laughs> I've never been allowed to be a child for me anyway because I've had to grow up at a very early age. Yeah, but was that her? I heard. Was that her? I heard in the background. Yes, that was my mother that day. I heard something's a little different because we only got a few minutes. It's going to cut off in a minute anyway, so we can, you know, carry yeah. this on later tonight as well as next week if we want to talk about it. Um, okay. I heard something totally different from your mother when I heard her voice. Yeah. She sounded like a, a she like she sounded like a teenager that was raising hell. Because um, you're her man, you her nigga, even though you're her mm. son, and you yeah. are not completely evolved as you need to be because she took your man energy from you as a little boy. So she well, sees the wolf boy, and she likes to kick you around because you have not um, completely grown up and evolved. And I say that you haven't because you're with her every day. She never had a man. She never had the good man. She sounds like she has father issues and self resonance issues. And she's yeah. alone, so you are replacing what she never had and what she doesn't she feel like she doesn't have in herself and that she's afraid to look at herself and deal with her issues. So everything, everybody else is to blame and you're the blame. So the men that did not say <laughs> yeah. violated her because it was yeah. so funny to me when you were saying, well, I'm doing what you asked. No, you're not. You're on the phone. You get off that phone. And I said, okay. And I was funny to me because I no, could see. No, what I said was is that I'm on the phone. You know what I'm saying? I'm on the phone right now, and I didn't want to discuss that with her. You know, I didn't want to discuss what it, what she was talking about. I, it was about doing something else, and it was completely off the topic of what I was dealing with. When I got off the phone, I handled that. And, yes, she is very much immature on that situation. She does act like a spoiled-ass brat. Um, but... Yeah, but I didn't hear something about you could be something out. And you said, I am feeling that. She said, no, you're not. You're on the phone. And she was screaming and she was throwing a tantrum. Like the little right. girl, and you said, let me go. Have you got a phone? She's like, no, you're not. And you said, yes, I am. I'm doing both of them. I'm, I'm doing this and I'm on the phone. No, you're not. She wanted your attention. She wanted you off the phone, which sounded like a lot of control. Which she's very, very immature. Right. She gets emotional, exactly. but she cannot get your undivided attention. As her husband, you, you're standing in proxy for what she did not get because she made her own decisions instead of trying to heal it and have a healthy relationship and get a husband for herself and a man and a friend and a father that she didn't get her own mother and her father because she wasn't grown up properly. Now you're going to get kicked around for that if you do not completely grow up. So you're saying she has the issues. But what I'm saying is, as old as you are, there are still yeah. other areas you're not really grown and you're getting it now, and you're starting to shift. And that's why when a part of her, when you're not in a little boy mode or catering to her and being the boy, the son, slash the husband, you know, and so that she can Well, I was never the you. husband. Well, I was never the husband. No, I was always, no, I was a whipping post. There's a difference. <laughs> no, no, it's not. You don't see what I see. I don't care what you say. I'm a female, and I have a son. And was in yeah. the same situation, mother. And I know what I heard. Just she, I only heard her voice what ten seconds. And yeah. In ten seconds, I heard it. In a way, you are a husband to her because you're there. You're always there. She don't want you to leave. And you're the man in her life that she depends on, like the daddy, the brother, the father, the man, the husband, the lover. 
and the confidence that she never had. They're gone. Well, and you're well, able to and I'm really helpful. Look, you're like I said, you you're trying to take it as if I'm saying you fucked your mother. Oh no, no. No, 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 no. I love my mother, but you know, um but she but yes, because I am the masculine man in this house, I guess I would be looked at as a father figure here because I'm the only man in the house. No, you're not really her father. That's that's not what I'm saying. You're not her father because she doesn't respect you. So I'm wondering was her father a dominant figure in her mind because he left and he didn't give her what she needed. You look, no, her father was always there. That's the whole Where point. Her he? father was, he's he's 91 Where? years old and at his house. Uh-uh. <laughs> he's always lady, been there. Your mother, no, your mother had some father wounds. Your, her father was not there for her to strengthen her because she's too weak and she's too emotionally imbalanced and she ripped you. Mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, I heard it within a few seconds on the phone, the way she attacked you, because you were talking on the phone, and you were not doing what she said. You're almost, what, 40 years old, and she was not able to control you, manipulate you. Then she went into an aggressive, emotional tantrum and an attack. A woman that responds her way that old did not have her father to secure her and ground her with the masculine energy to be a strong female and stand on her square. This woman, what I heard, sounded very emotionally unstable and even physically unstable from what I heard coming out of her mind and her energy field. So we'll agree yeah. to disagree. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, as far as that goes, but I, I know something about my grandfather that I know that they it's the decisions that my mother has made in her life and the decisions not from her father, not from her mother. These are the decisions that they made in their lives. They they were basically catered to most of their lives if you if you must know the truth and it became their spoiled brats. Her her little sister, who's her which is my aunt, they act just alike, they're both the same side and they're just like the same side of two coins. They're they starve for attention. She's the oldest, the other one's the youngest, but they're both fighting for attention from from the individual that was giving them all kind of shit and attention too. But they have aggressive and anger issues due to the fact of the individuals that they dealt with in their lives and the decisions that they've made. It's not had nothing to do with their father. Yes, it did. You know, no. Trust me, no, it did. No, I don't have to trust you because I know better. Everything comes from your childhood. Everything Mm -hmm. supremely comes from your childhood. And they're out of balance. That's why they got in those dysfunctional relationships, because they were not balanced by their father or their mother. They didn't have a clear resonance for the right father figure to fit. No. And if they were like you said... And if they got everything they wanted and they were never told no by the father, he was not the best example for them and they're out of balance. And that's why she's miserable like that. If her father had really taught her from a real man's perspective how to stand on her square as a female and she had developed also from her mother, she wouldn't have never picked those men repeatedly and she wouldn't be using her as your whipping boy. Like I heard, if you second that she attacked you, 
today for being on the phone. So we'll agree to disagree. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, she won't do it again. You know what I'm saying? I ain't put my hands on her. But I, but I, but I made sure. I made sure that I let her know that that shit won't happen again. <laughs> you know, especially when I'm conducting business. I'm, I mean, I respect her to a point. You know, and I've, I've, we've discussed this before. You. And she, she and doesn't sad. respect you. And, 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 and I can tell she's used to doing that. I can hear it. I, I like I said, I'm a female. And I, I was raised around these types of women, and I know my own dysfunction, so I can recognize them in women real, real quick. And at times I've had conversations with men, and they'll tell me, like, that's not true. How could you say that about her? And I'm like, yeah, well, you know what? You can tell me about a nigga. But one thing, you can't tell me about a bitch. You cannot, I'm not calling your mother a bitch. I'm just saying you cannot tell me about Yeah, you can call her one because she acts like it. <laughs> you know what I'm As a female, you really can't tell me about them because I live with them. Every day, and I know their games, and I know how cunning women can be. I know how women can cry and play the victim. Everything they've been hurt, they're always the good one, and it ain't nothing but some shit. It ain't nothing but a game. And I know how, how they look crocodile tears, and, and I can see to them, but a lot of times men can't, or they can't see the root of it. Because I always do energy first. And for a woman to be almost uh.